Hello and welcome everyone back to the Reader Copy Podcast, the comic podcast about comic books. It is Wednesday, November 16th. I'm just throwing that number out there. I hope that's the right one. Uh, my name is Chris. I'm joined by my co-host, Daniel. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to the podcast. You know, it, it depends on what year they're listening to this, right? Someday it's going to be the correct There's Wednesday. There's no way they're listening to this <laughs> uh, in a different year. You don't think they're going to be in the future when the aliens come, they're going to find the Chris and Daniel podcast, read or copy, and be like, oh, this, is, this signal, represents human civilization. You think our signal is what draws them here oh because yeah we're, we're uh, reverberating out to the airwaves right. so maybe they'll pick it up yeah i think it's like um what is it like a seven i guess it depends how far it is what the delay of when things get received oh, like seven years from now they're gonna pick it up something like that it's in the matter of years before they hear anything out there right yeah well what's the delay for the like the sunlight to get here? i think it's like eight minutes yeah eight minutes is right yeah yeah so like depending on how far the aliens are or when they hear us it'll be like they're we're super old already they're gonna think that our comic book stories that we talk about is actually like human history these are real superman was real spider-man right. we're the historians of our time yeah yeah putting on on uh the what is this the internet basically have we, i don't think we've done a true story yet because there are true story comic books oh yeah i know there's i mean some of them are kind of scary like a uh, Dahmer. there's like a Dahmer comic book i don't i don't want to do that one it's really kind of fun well, yeah, there, there's like true comic books like um well some are kind of like based closely okay. to true yeah, life sure. but not exactly do you know i've been bringing this up a lot as um uh from hell is that what it's called oh yeah yeah uh the alan jack, moore jack the ripper one yeah that's see scary yeah jack the ripper is a true story right it's a true story yeah it's just unsolved nobody knows whose it is so yeah. yeah so it's a true story dramatized it was johnny depp right he was in the movie um, I think he was trying to solve it. Oh, he wasn't. Well, that's what you think, but mm. we all know. Yeah. He lost a finger. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think there's ones about like the civil rights movement, like some, sure. some big moments that are like, uh, you know, I think it's March. I think it's March. March is book. a big one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a big deal. That's the one about Selma, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Some. The March on Selma. Right. Exactly. The so. most famous one I even read in school was uh, Mouse. Now, are the, the aliens are going to think that they were there's mice and there's cats in the world and they're standing up like people. So, yeah, I'm, they'll get it. They'll get it. They'll figure out the <laughs> maybe the aliens are smart. They got to hear and hear us. Yeah. And then there's, um, I guess it's not a comic book, Animal Farm. That's not a, fu- yeah, that's a book. Yeah, that's a book. You're just book. thinking about anthropomorphized animals living right. everyday people. Mm-hmm. Ducktails. Oh, there's. <laughs> There's a David Bowie comic book. So oh, really? It's like identifying a specific celebrity. That's kind of fun. It's like a big like- We should do that book. Yeah, it's kind of expensive. Oh. Yeah. What's it called? Is it, What's his name? Star Child? Star Man. Is there, I think we did Star Man. Star, <laughs> Star Boy is The weekend. Oh, yeah. I have that comic book too. Oh, yeah. There's one. Oh, wow. I forgot about that one. Uh, I think it's like Captain Tom, Star, right? Star Lord. Star Lord. He's done, real. We've done a book about him before. Guardians. Uh, Who? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of looking forward to that Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Yeah, that looks um, like it's going to be pretty funny. Yeah, just like uh, something to put you in the Christmas spirit with aliens. Maybe they'll think that's real and they'll start celebrating Christmas. I think they'll see MCU movies, right? Yeah. The aliens. And then they'll be like, they're nothing, we're nothing like that. Because then there's aliens in the MCU. Uh, we're not like the ch- ch- Towery. Yeah. Right? You know, <laughs> fly on whales. <laughs> right? Uh, Thor is a is an alien, basically. That's right, yeah. I don't have long blonde hair. <laughs> Don't worry, alien, me too. So... (laughs) 
<laughs> Thor does not represent the human race. No. <laughs> Maybe the Australian. Chris Hemsworth does not represent the human race. <laughs> He's an outlier. Exactly. Anyways. Yeah. Um, if you're tuning in for the first time, welcome. We usually explain how the show works. Why don't you explain what a reader copy is? Oh, we haven't done that in a while, right? So it's actually sometimes when we, we talk about our podcast and we explain the name, mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to translate it. But it's like a term in the comic book sphere, like nerds. Sure. It's like a reader copy is a copy of a comic book that's beat up, but it still tells a story. It's got the great art in there, but it's beat up, not worth anything. But it's the reader copy. It's yours. It's personal. You know. Right. You have your collector copy, which is like the mint condition in a slab. Upgraded. If you can afford it. You don't take that out. Exactly. And then there's a reader copy. That's the one you read and it's all beat up. You can bend the pages, whatever like that. Read it till it falls apart, till the staples fall out. Right. Because it's for, for reading. Mm-hmm. That's what we are. And then um, you, you didn't say it, but we're, we're going to do the news. And then today we're not doing a, a comic book. Today we're going to be reviewing the new movie, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Uh, yeah, it's a great movie. And then we're going to finish with our side stories we've been watching, reading, and entertainment we've taken in this week. Sounds fun. Let's get into the news. We've been talking about Warner Brothers. Yeah. Warner Brothers Discovery, excuse me. They have been- Put respect on the name. Making some moves, right? Trying to, uh, I'd say, uh, re- re-steer the ship in the right direction. Okay, yeah. Uh, move seats around. Right. Maybe throw some people overboard. Musical- <laughs> <All right. laughs> wow. Maybe elevate other people. Okay, yeah, that's I'm, true. I'm looking at the bright side of things. I'm the captain now. Yeah, all right. That's, I don't know if that's what we wanted. Maybe that's actually- <laughs> accurate <laughs> uh we know james gunn and um peter i call him san fran but his name is safran yeah peter san francisco <laughs> peter san francisco and james gunn now they're in charge of like dc movies right co-chairs and um I, what i've heard this is what i've uh, read was um james gunn and uh dwayne johnson the rock oh actually don't see eye to eye on where they want dc to go but um, right. i don't think the rock has a choice <laughs> he's not the one in the seat. I'm, saying, uh, I'm the rock. You know, yeah. I'm the money maker here. I, whatever company I work with, you're going to listen to me. Is that his right. point of view? Uh, maybe. Is he... <laughs> That's like a basketball player's kind of thing. Star basketball player. Oh, like LeBron? Yeah, it's like, I'm the money maker here, so I decide who the coach is. Oh, wow, really? <laughs> yeah. That, Jabron Lames? <laughs> but um, what I've heard is um, The Rock sees DC moving towards a Justice League versus Justice Society style thing. I bet that's what he thinks, where as much as we can use my character, yeah, I yeah. bet he's like, right. that's where we should go. Uh-huh. Um, I wonder who wins that fight. <laughs> <laughs> we'll settle this in the ring. Okay, but uh, James Gunn would, I think, want a Justice League versus Suicide Squad style direction. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I bet he wants to direct more I wonder movies. who wins that one. <laughs> I don't, uh, <laughs> Either one, Justice League's not looking like the... The best choice, but um, yeah, I guess my thing is like, why can't you kind of combine those ideas? Black Adam, I feel, could be like in the middle of a Justice League versus Suicide Squad type situation. Possibly. I mean, I don't link him to the Suicide Squad a lot, but yeah. just make it like different camps of things. We don't have to right. lean super heavy on Justice League, maybe. I mean, we've kind of got our feel of that by now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, Although the Snyder one was, you know, an improvement. That's true. Uh, we could leave it, learn it to like a 
I like a tournament thing. The Suicide Squad versus JSA. See who fights the Justice League. Whoever wins that, you know, you can get more movies out of that. Let's put them in brackets. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think just Justice League. James Gunn uh, teased online a character that um, I, I'm guessing he wants to bring in. And in my head would fit more in a Suicide Squad form than a Justice Society. I mean, okay, so the whole tease was James Gunn posted on the new social media app Mastodon. I never heard of it. Me, me neither. So that's the first time I've heard of it. But he posted a picture of Lobo, the main right. man. Um, I don't love the character. Me neither. But for him to post it, I mean, it's almost like, yeah, he's just coming out and saying that DC is going to move forward with that character. You think so? Or is he just like, oh, this is where I could be a fan because there's not many people here? And I could just like post whatever I want or it's just like... No, I think he knows already he's in a position where like everything he says is going to be like used as like a scrutinized and like this means this kind of thing. Like he it, can't be a fan of DC stuff anymore. He's the maker of, of yeah. like things. Okay. Right. It's, it's, so he's going to like sway the, the audience. You know, yeah. Ramp it up. Make news cycles on it. Exactly. And people are going to talk about it on their podcast. <laughs> what losers. Uh, it's, I always want to say like, yeah, this is going to happen for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I you don't so do too, that but. unless you want to say that. Um, and Lobo is a popular character. I don't see why. Uh, yeah, I think the one Lobo comic you read was bad, but... Um, there's better stuff out there? Uh, there's gotta be. <laughs> well, if he's stuck out so long, he's like an mm-hmm. anti-hero character. Sure. Like a biker alien, basically. Right. And um, he fits in like the James Gunn style of movie, I think, also. Raunchy? Raunchy, comedic, you know. Yeah, that's true. So uh, I, I would like to see Lobo in the movies because I think James Gunn could do him justice. But uh, what, what does that mean for the future of the DCEU? I'm not sure. So him as this um, leading the whole DC universe, that's what they're calling it now, DC universe. People are pointing that okay. out, not DCEU, whatever. But like, do you think that's a good choice for the first pick? Like you're making a lineup of your DC characters you could introduce. So you're going to pick Lobo? Because um, uh, you think they're carrying on these other characters like Ben Affleck, Batman, um, Ezra Miller, Flash. You think they're still there in five, six years? Man, we've been talking about this. I don't know. Oh, you think it could be in the span of five years from now and that's the next movie out? No, because they they have things in the books. Yeah. Aquaman 2, Flash movie, and I know it's in very pre-production, but Wonder Woman 3, those three, I think, are like for sure happening. Yeah. In the DCEU, whatever. Then there's other movies like Joker Part 2 and The Batman that are separate. So those are also happening. But to connect to the DC universe, do you think those um, Snyder characters will still be around? Oh, um, I guess. Henry Cavill's Yeah, Henry back. Cavill's back. So that was, that was a big thing. Like I thought it would, it's just written in stone. They're going to be back and they kind of stick around for a, at least a little bit with him playing around with Black Adam at some point fighting each other. Right. So when you um, start introducing new characters like Lobo, they'll be interacting with Henry Cavill, Superman, and Ben Affleck, Batman. It would make sense to me that they're fighting with them, but uh, just so that we don't have to, because they're established already as yeah. the, the Superman, as the Batman, yeah. we don't have to introduce new ones and we can kind of ignore those characters a bit and focus on these secondary characters, Lobo or whatever, or some other thing James Gunn wants to focus on. Okay, so you're saying you're not going to introduce a new Superman or new Batman? I would have not had Henry Cavill back already and then just start from scratch <laughs> now, but it's like, that's what we're dealing with, I think. Yeah. 
Yeah, so you won't do it anymore. Uh, reset like, re, stuff? Yeah, reset. Uh, I mean, you give the fans what he promised at least with him fight Black Adam. And then after that, sure, let's restart if you can. But I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, because then if you restart, you're getting rid of The Rock also. Yeah. And he's your money guy. <laughs> Is he? Is, is Black Adam a gigantic jump from what they were getting already with the other movies? I know it's like a little bit better than like... No, but I'm saying like if you get rid of them, that you're getting rid of The Rock also. Yeah. And he... I mean, Black Adam made a lot of money. It did? Like, yeah. It, I didn't know that. I'd like it made a bunch more money than like Shazam, let's say, you think? Um, Probably. Oh. Uh, it was number one for three weeks in a row until uh, until another Black movie came out. What? <laughs> Black Panther. Oh, okay. <laughs> Forgot about that one. Yeah. So I don't... I get, uh, yeah, I guess uh, The Rock has to stick around. Make it, maybe we can play someone else. They're <laughs> not going to do that. Uh, who could he play? He could play Stripey. Who's Stripey? Uh, Stargirl's sidekick? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, if uh, Lobo's almost like guaranteed to come in, I would like to see him maybe go up against like a Green Lantern. They're like in space kind of stuff. Oh, Lobo and him? Oh. Yeah. I, I would think the newest character to add to the already set DC universe is a Green Lantern, but then maybe Lobo right after. Lobo's like a kind of like a space criminal, right? Sure. He's kind of like, He's like a, a bounty hunter, right? Right. Yeah. So he can run into space cops, the Green there Lanterns. Go, yeah. There's, there's a friction there. Mm-hmm. Who do you think could play? a Lobo. Well, so there's another big tease about this is uh, Jason Momoa, Aquaman already. He, he mentioned like his dream character to play is Lobo. Yeah. And it's was, just, it's just perfect, perfect timing. Yeah. I don't think that, that can't happen. You think so? Um, but he would have been perfect. My other choice for it would be like maybe like a Joe Manganiello. <laughs> but that can't, ha- that yeah. can't happen. I, I, you say it can't happen, but like the fans are convinced. Like it's like they think it's going to be uh, Jason Momoa because like it's like perfect timing. They, they both mentioned it. So, and like you said, maybe it's a reset. Maybe we are resetting. I don't know. Man, you're resetting and you're starting with the same, <laughs> Lobo, same Lobo characters. and the same actor. It's like when you have a action figure and repaint it instead of being someone else i can't afford a new one uh, those uh seem like bad steps for me to use the same actor in a different um character yeah to reset and to make a lobo thing <laughs> at all yeah he was just too um immature grow up lobo uh, yeah i mean <laughs> What we read was very of its time. It yeah. was very misogynistic, but uh, now I don't think they would do it that way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he, he does fit that raunchy kind of uh, peacemaker kind of vibe. Sure. So if if they can make peacemaker lovable, they uh-huh. can probably make Lobo, you know, make him a hero type that we can root for. Do you think Dave Bautista is out of age to do that character? Oh, uh, I think so. I think. Yeah. I think he might be over superhero stuff. No, he wanted to work with James Gunn and Suicide Squad. Oh, really? I didn't know I that. I think he's like really good friends with James Gunn. So They're just good friends. If My guess is we'll see Dave Bautista in the DC universe um, after Guardians 3. Okay. Wow. So he wants to work with all the wrestlers except The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> John Cena, Dave Bautista. Come on. What other wrestlers are there that I want to see on the big screen? Goldberg. <laughs> oh, I can see that. I yeah. think he's like tried the acting thing. Yeah. I think he's in some of those Navy SEAL movies. Oh, really? I think he has one of them, yeah. He should make a, like a, a more like a comedic show about him growing up in the 80s. Oh, it's dumb. <laughs> it took me a second. He's going to play all of the characters? <laughs> Even his 10-year-old self? Oh. Uh, 
Well, that's what's happening with DC. I think the bigger news that I care more about is what's happening with... I was going to say Marvel, but this is mainly a Sony thing. Mm, okay. Um, Tom Holland, we know, is like the golden boy for both. He's like shared with Sony and Disney. Tricky situation. Yeah. Um, there was a time where like, man, he might not come back um, for... I forgot when it was. Yeah. I think it was like, he might not be in the other Avengers movies, but luckily they signed a deal. Like, I think it was like... At the stroke of midnight. <laughs> I think so too. I think it was like a video call or whatever that he was making to the executives and he was drunk at the time. He's like, we have to make this work, right? It's got to work. Yeah. And it worked. Yeah. Made some good movies. But his last movie that came out was um, Spider-Man No Way Home. That was the end of that contract. Oh, really? Yeah. So I, I didn't know that actually. Yeah. Uh, which is why I think they did what they did at the end of that movie was make everyone forget him. Because they were unsure about how yeah. it's going to end up. We don't know if he'll be back in the MCU. So um, they had to make a new deal. And uh, reports are coming from the direct over on Twitter saying like the deal has been made. The next deal to have Tom Holland in more of these Marvel MCU movies. Shared with um, Sony. And supposedly it's um, for five more movies. Wow. Okay. Um, um, there was one there that people wanted him to appear in, but I think that's not happening. And because apparently there's no Disney Plus um, like series on that deal. I don't think they want Tom Holland in Disney Plus. Because Disney Plus, it's like, that's what obviously Disney's pushing pretty right. far. So it's like. It's, it's helping you guys too much a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like you don't need help there. Yeah. <laughs> so what's on the deal is um, three more Spider-Man movies. Four, five, six. Plus being in the next two Avengers movies. So we're talking about the Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars. Right. Um, people speculated he could appear in the Daredevil Born Again series, but I think that got nixed. Right. That, that's a Disney Plus show we're talking about we, he can't do, but... It makes sense. They he, he is his lawyer, right? <laughs> right. He, it's his lawyer. Maybe he didn't forget it. Well, he knows Peter Parker, right? Matt Murdock knows Peter Parker. They're still, no. Is that what it is? Peter? Okay. No, huh. no one knows who Peter Parker is. Wow. So he just has like a missing case. He has no idea who re represented that on Tuesday, that whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, everyone forgot him. So everyone forgot there was even a case. Yeah, okay. Wow. All right. He could do whatever he wants as Peter Parker. It's yeah. Kind of, wow. People know there's a Spider-Man, hmm. but you know... That doesn't mean that Charlie Cox cannot appear in Spider-Man movies. Oh, okay. All right. I bet I bet Sony would actually like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll do that. Yeah. We'll do that deal. That sounds good. And I think um I think that will happen because they they interact and make sense. Yeah. Uh they're like almost like a notch above these street level heroes, so it kind of makes sense them hanging out. Right. They're kind of like in-betweeners. They're street level but also th like they've been on the Avengers. Yeah, they have like they have superpowers basically. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So what's interesting to me is some of these tweets I saw, the order in which they list the the movies. Oh, that's like possible release of them? Yeah, because the way they ordered it was Spider-Man 4, then the two Avengers movies, then Spider-Man 5 and 6. So that means we're getting a Spider-Man movie before... Kang Dynasty, which is, I think, 2025. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to get another Spider-Man movie before then? They mentioned a possible date already was July of 2024. That seems right. Two years from now? L less than two years from now. Yeah, Spider-Man is a, a July kind of movie. Summer blockbuster? Yeah. And um, you know when like the dates shifted for uh, um, the MCU? I think it's because Sony decided their dates on the Spider-Man movies. And that's something that Sony has power over. 
over over Disney is they get to decide when these Spider-Man movies come out. So once they decide, Marvel and, and Disney, they don't want their other movies to be close to it. So that's why they shifted everything around. To not eat into their own uh, box office. Right, yeah. Okay. And of course, if I'm Sony, I want my movies in the middle of summer. Wow, you really think they can push Disney around like that? They don't have to. Like, Disney doesn't have to move, but they should. Okay, yeah, all right. It's, it's kind of like who... It's like playing chicken. Who are, what, what, are, what day are we going to stick on and who's going to move? Yeah, I think Sony knows Disney will move. Okay. If they, I put my, my movie, Spider-Man, which is... Probably going to be bigger than anything you're going to release, Marvel. <laughs> wow, really? Spider-Man. Spider-Man alone is capable of, I think, competing with like a full-on Avengers movie. Yeah. Especially the last one. Yeah. I can believe that. So if Spider-Man says, I'm coming out this date, Marvel will move out of its way. Well, okay. I, I have no idea how these inner workings work, but that's that's interesting. Uh, Tom Hollenbeck, are we glad to have him back? We are, right? I mean, yeah. He's, he's been doing pretty good so far. Yeah, I wouldn't want to recast. I, I want to see where that character's story continues. It was so interesting in seeing him like just swinging about at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. What's what's next for little Petey with no one around? You know, he's back. He's broker than ever. You know what is interesting? You were talking about Matt Murdock. Is Matt Murdock doesn't know Peter Parker anymore? Yeah, right. But Peter knows Matt Murdock. That's true. Peter knows he caught that brick <laughs> without even looking. You think he's smart enough to pick it up? That that's. I think he'll. Yeah, I think he'll figure that out. And um, we need new villains in um, for Spider-Man to face off with. And though, yeah, he's tied to um, Daredevil. Kingpin has also been a very big Spider-Man villain. Yeah, I mean, yeah, pretty bit linked together in yeah. the comics. So, so I wouldn't be surprised if Spider-Man Four was like. Spider-Man and Daredevil against Kingpin and maybe another villain. Hmm. You think a Kingpin could be like a key player? Like, you know how like Norman Osborn becomes uh-huh. uh, like the big, almost like a uh, regular person that orchestrates all the villains against Spider-Man? You think right. Kingpin could be that guy? Yeah, that'd be cool. Because we've had our fill of Norman Osborn already. So a Kingpin versus Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, Vincent D'Onofrio is great. I think he could definitely, you know, find his his Sinister Six. A new crew? Yeah. Who else is there that you could put on there that... We haven't seen yet, like um, uh, Scorpion. Scorpion, yeah, or um, Rhino. Rhino, yeah. <laughs> Paul Giamatti's, I think, was not the best. Yeah, we don't need him back. <laughs> what if Paul? You know, like P- actors nowadays are getting super buff for no reason. What if Paul <laughs> Giamatti gets super yoked and big? Because he thinks him? he's gonna be Rhino. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I, that's something I could totally see down the line. Yeah, I, I like that. Um, where he's he's the kingpin. He's got to be. He's the head of like all of the bad people, right? He, of the gangs or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's the best bowler. Okay, <laughs> that took me a second. But he will appear in the other Avengers movies. Spider Man. Um, he, he has to appear in Secret Wars. Oh yeah, maybe this will finally be where he gets the black suit. Right. I, that is like, that's like the only good thing that come out of the original Secret Wars. I've never read it, actually. Have you read, read it? Uh, I've read most of it, yeah. Yeah, and you just stopped. I read up to eight, which and, is when he gets the suit. You'll <laughs> quit it here. I get, I get the point. I didn't know that. Um, it's just old, right? It's just like... Yeah, and it wasn't a, like a thing. It was just to sell toys. Oh, okay. I thought it was like the start of, um, you know, event comics, mixing all the, the worlds together. Maybe. Kind of I think was, it right? kind of was, but it really was like Hasbro went to them and like, we want to sell Marvel toys. I think it was Hasbro, some toy manufacturer. Sure. We want to sell Marvel toys, but we need a reason for them to all be together. So we're like, okay, we'll make a comic book. And that's all, that's the reason they did it. Yeah, they did it a lot uh, back in the day. They 80s or whatever 70s 
trying to sell toys. So yeah, I, I'm glad he's going to be in these Avengers movies. That was not for sure. Um, I thought, do you, do you think like the Spider-Man movies could um, come out without any connection to the MCU? Like no cameos, no mention of Avengers. I mean, he would have to be somewhere else totally. Like he can't be in New York basically. Maybe he's on a trip, again, like a trip again somewhere else. Um, but it, that would just, like Marvel right now seems to be so disconnected. Like there's things happening in the universe they're not mentioning. Yeah. Like the Eternals gigantic uh, hand coming out of the thing. The so Celestial, yeah. They're not mentioning that. Uh, she Hulk is just just now learning about Daredevil when he's supposedly been a hero this whole time. She didn't have a Netflix subscription. Yeah. <laughs> She's more of a Hulu girl. <laughs> okay. Really representing Disney. So it's like that would not be fun. It would just like make it would be a, like a plot hole in the new movie. You think? I think it would be like why why so what Peter just forgot about everyone else? I don't know. Uh, yeah, but I mean he I mean that's kind of the lesson of No Way Home was like the more people he involves in his drama, the more people are in danger. Right. But yeah. um yeah, I don't know. I don't know who he could ask help too like i guess um captain america falcon captain america falcon because they had like interactions in the past mm, i don't know i have no idea but i mean would this be finally when they, he runs into venom and venom just been there the whole time in san francisco uh no because Ven- venom is in a different universe yeah i guess he literally traveled i remember when we're watching venom one like is he just over there we just don't know about he's in san francisco in the yeah, mcu they didn't um specify yeah um another last thing i want to talk about with spider-man is so five and six will happen probably after Secret Wars, after any big like game changing end game style transition, right? So they'll have two more Spider Man movies after that. My guess is Tom Holland will be done after six. He's over it. Yeah, <laughs> after six and I'm done. He's what is that like ten movies he's been in as Spider Man? Yeah, considering all By the then, Avengers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it'll be time for a new Spider Man right away. You don't think there's gonna be some uh, time? No, I think there'll be uh, overlap. Oh, since then, oh, on what like are you, five, what are you thinking? like five and six, yeah. What are you thinking? Like a, a new Spider-Man, like a, a Miles Morales, one. or uh, like a clone? Oh, <laughs> no, yeah, like a Miles Morales. It's time for him to make the the swing into uh, live action. All right, what is that? Yeah, I think maybe what will he be there? Like in his thirties by then, uh, Tom Holland. Maybe he's yeah. old enough to teach someone how to be a Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he'll be Spider-Maning it by by then for a long time. Yeah. So I, I think it makes sense. He's he has something to teach by then. He's Peter B. Parker. So here's what happens: uh, Secret Wars, he gets the black suit. Yeah. Right. Um. Then we in Spider-Man Five, we're introduced to uh, Miles Morales, and he teaches him how to be Spider-Man. Right. But then the black suit is corrupting Peter. So then uh, we'll get Spider-Man versus Spider-Man. Oh, Spider-Man versus Spider-Man's is the name yeah, of the movie? Maybe, yeah. And then by six, um, Peter dies. <sighs> That's going to tear me apart. <laughs> and Miles is going to be the, the, the new Spider-Man. Going forward and... Um, just with Sony. Just with Sony. No, he's not gonna play with with D- Disney anymore. I don't think. Um, I don't think Sony. Well, I was gonna say they don't need to play with Disney anymore. But um, their non-Disney Marvel movies have not been great. Yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll see about Craven. Yeah, I've heard good things. We'll still see about Madame Web, but I'm not super I mean, confident yet. I'm interested in them. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I'm not saying they're gonna be great. Well, what you're saying about Miles, him like hop. Maybe he'll hop to a different universe and he'll be in a new universe on his own. Mm-hmm. 
mm. away from the Disney one because he literally did that in the comics. Like he's like he just made a life for himself in a different universe after a convergence. Yeah, but he went into a universe with heroes. Yeah, so yeah. So this one he'd be going away from the heroes. I'm just saying it'd be a different universe completely from his own. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he'll appear in um, Secret Wars already because I I do expect the other Spider-Man to show up there too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the, like more than Tom yeah, Holland, like Andrew Garfield. Oh, wow. I think. Okay. Here, I'm gonna. Here you go, Sony. I'm I'm helping you out here. Here's a helping hand. Venom three is Andrew Garfield versus Venom, uh, and then Andrew Garfield gets the black suit. Oh, okay. Then we lead into Secret Wars, where he appears. And the black suit goes on to Tom Holland, right? Yeah. And we're also introduced to Miles Morales. And then by five, it's Spider-Man versus Spider-Man. And then six is they're partnering up, but Peter Parker maybe sacrifices himself to save Miles. Oh, wow. That's going to be dramatic. Yeah. Meanwhile, Toby's just dancing in the corner. Yeah. Living his best life. Uh, yelling at paparazzi. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of the way. You seen that video? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that sounds interesting. I, I do want to see Andrew back. So maybe he'll be a real player, but who knows with Venom 3? I don't know what's what's up with that. Yeah. My hopes were high after the first Venom, and then they were just now the lowest lows after the second one. Andrew's, and Andy Serkis is a great actor. Yeah. He's not a great director. Maybe not a great director. <laughs> <laughs> or who knows? Maybe the, the studio just screwed him. On, on the subject of Spider-Man, though, did you see that like mention of release of the Spider-Man 4, but the old Spider-Man 4, the the uh, Toby Maguire like um I think script or whatever and the like, script was like leaked like like the general idea it was going to be Vulture mm. right which they use with uh, Homecoming but it was with John Malkovich yeah that was yeah. a rumor for a long time yeah oh was it I didn't know that until yeah. recently since this news mm-hmm. but there's like really sculptures of John Malkovich in the Vulture oh, really? costume yeah that'd be pretty cool he looked. He looked like an old man, which Vulture is supposed to look like, but he's also like this militaristic guy, apparently. And they, I think they called him Vulture because he picks the, the, the bones of his enemies or something uh, like that. Like, oh, you know, I did read about that because I think the he was supposed to have a daughter in it. Oh, was it? I mean, that is kind of like homecoming in a way too, huh? But I think the daughter was supposed to take over the mantle after. As Vulture? Uh, Vultress. Vultress. That's kind of a cool name. Yeah. I they had a name attached. I think it was Angelina Jolie. As the daughter? Yeah. I remember this is at the time. Bad. Yeah, this yeah. is like what twenty. This is before years ago? Tomb Raider. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. That's young enough, I guess. Yeah. That was a while ago. Mm-hmm. Did you wish he got to make this movie, or did would the studio mess up again? Would Sam Raimi not have it in him anymore to make a Spider-Man four after um, after Spider-Man three, basically? Uh, so let's say this: if the Spider-Man four Sam Raimi happened, it's highly unlikely that the Amazing Spider-Man movies would have happened. Yeah, I think so. So would I give up seeing Andrew Garfield Spider-Man? Probably not. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. He's my favorite Spider-Man. Yeah. I think uh, it was just time for Sam Raimi to move on to something else. I don't know what he did since then, but besides, you know, Doctor Strange 2 or whatever, but... He did some horror movies. Yeah. Which is good, but like the... Uh, I don't think he wanted to deal with them any, again, though. Yeah. Because they meddled in his third one. Maybe he was the reason, like he was the one that bowed out after that. I'm he pretty still, sure, He yeah. still had the ideas for... He horror. didn't want Venom in the third one. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Uh, Foreman, whatever his name is. <laughs> Eric Foreman. Eric Foreman. <laughs> 
Well, I think that's good news to see Tom Holland coming back. Um, a little disappointed he won't be in uh, like any of the shows for Marvel. Mm. Uh, it would have been fun to see him interacting with some of those characters, but uh, I'm sure all those characters will be in Secret Wars. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I, I also give those characters their own light too. Some some time on screen. These new ones that were introducing Moon Knight, She Hulk. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they'll be overshadowed if you bring Spider Man in there. Sure. But Daredevil, he's a big character already. He doesn't. Yeah, I don't think he would get overshadowed. That's true. If anything, he overshadowed She Hulk. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's all like a it's all a hierarchy. Yeah. Um, last thing, sad news: the world lost uh, what many believe is the best actor to portray Batman, Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Conroy, the voice of the Batman animated series and several other Batman animated stuff, passed away at the age of sixty-six. Yeah, just a legend in the game, very known for the characters, very tied to Bruce Wayne, yeah. Batman. Uh, he was like the Arkham games. He was the voice right. for those two. I'm not sure if he was for Injustice, but I think he I th- was. I think he was, yeah. Yeah. And uh, whenever they, I did see a different or hear a different actor voice yeah. Bruce Wayne and Batman, and it wasn't Kevin Conroy, I'd be like, this is wrong. Something <laughs> doesn't sound off. right. It sounds worse. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was for some of the, those like, uh, some of the animated movies, I think where they're right. trying to go younger, Bruce Wayne, right, yeah. were like this, mm, I know he's younger, but it's not mm, right. Yeah. Mm, something's off. I don't care if it's like they're doing a flashback of when Bruce was a kid. I want Kevin Conroy to voice <laughs> that kid. Kevin Conroy is in uh, is in the alleyway. He's like, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, I mean, these many people that when they think of Batman, they think of Kevin Conroy's voice. Yeah. Um, I certainly do, and it's sad to see him uh, die at a kind of an untimely age. Yeah, at the age of 66, pretty young. Uh, maybe, yeah, you know, just maybe pop on one of their episodes on HBO yeah. Max, you know, remember the, the guy. You know, uh, he was like a full-on, like, Juilliard graduated actor. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. That's pretty, I mean, that's probably how you get such a prominence of a Bruce Wayne in that. Right. You know. He really nailed it. Yeah. Um, there's scenes with him, like, um, like behind the scenes, he's doing the voice, like, in the... Um, uh, like a setting or whatever. Okay. And they gave him the script to um, The Dark Knight. Oh. So he's reading Christian Bale's lines, but as, you know, his version of Batman. Where the drugs going? Like that? Yeah, I forgot what, what scene it was, but I was like, wow, this is way better. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he uh, Christian Bale has to change his voice when he's Batman. Maybe mm. they should just do a voiceover. To <laughs> Kevin Conroy? Yeah, that would have been perfect. <laughs> Okay, I believe this Batman. He is mine. Yeah. As soon as he takes out the mask, he's British. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, Kevin Conroy will be missed. Uh, I mean, we're getting some Batman games nowadays. Like Gotham Knights, is he the pair character appears in that? Right. So I, I don't think the Batman video games are gonna stop soon. They probably get a train's probably gonna keep going. Mm. We have to establish the real Bruce Wayne voice moving forward. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough to fill that role because um he did such a iconic job at it but i don't it's uh it's sad to see him go yeah yeah i don't know he did a lot of cons and stuff too which uh unfortunately i didn't get to go to one where he was at me neither yeah i i, I want to see him like say just a bruce wayne line in real life that'd be so cool mm-hmm. get the chills that uh um that line in the batman with robert Panson, uh is like I'm vengeance. That yeah. line? That's from the animated series. Is it? Con- Conroy said it first. I didn't know that. It's a little longer monologue, but he says, uh, I'm vengeance. Really? Yeah. That's where he got the whole take from? Yeah. Matt Reeves? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, rest in peace, Kevin Conroy. You will be missed, man. All right. Um, guys, if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. 
Uh, we'll just search us in your podcast app. We have new shows every Wednesday. You won't want to miss it. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the Reader Copy Podcast. Check in on us over there. All right. Instead of doing a comic, we're doing a movie review. Hope you've seen it. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Probably the most anticipated MCU movie coming out this year just released. That's right. Uh, and it was um, shrouded in like, how are they going to do this? That's uh, honestly was in my head for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, of course, it's Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, the sequel to the first Black Panther movie. And the first movie in Wakanda following the death of Chadwick Boseman. Mm-hmm. So a lot of questions up in the air. How are they going to do this? How are they going to... And they introduce a whole like another kingdom and stuff like another that. Another nation. Yeah. Uh, but all in all, I think we should do like a non-spoiler review first. Okay. Makes sense. First thoughts. Uh, it was really good. I thought it was really well made. Is Again, like I said, tough situation to make it. Yeah. But overall, I really enjoyed it. I don't know if I like it better than the first one or not. Okay, yeah. And the first one was um, kind of like almost like a masterpiece, right? Oh, wow. Yeah, like everything it needed to hit, hit in the first one. And like it was like a home run. Everything was done perfectly. This one, because of the circumstances, I think they couldn't um, deal with everything uh, with enough time that it needed to without making this movie like super long, which already is super long. Yeah, I think that's... uh For, for what it is, I really enjoy Enjoy it. And yeah. I'm gonna watch it again definitely. Mm-hmm. The uh, it's like I well going into the movie. Yeah, I had a long week. It was it's a Friday. I wanted to watch it. I'm going to. I'm I'm ready to feel emotions. Okay, and I did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, those emotions are of course because the passing of Chadwick Boseman. I wanted to talk about. Uh, him and T'Challa in the MCU leading up to this point. Okay. So he was introduced in Civil War, right? That's right. Yeah. Black Panther. Um, uh, Great introduction. And it, again, a masterpiece. Civil War, I think, could be the best MCU movie there is. That was a movie where I first really realized they, they have to like, they're orchestrating so, so many different things for it to fit all perfectly. Yeah. And his entry in here, it's, inter- it's not an origin story, really. It's just this guy that's out for revenge. Yeah. But they feel him in a way that's like not just a cameo like he's an important part of the movie and um, he represents uh, something bigger than the Avengers I think because the point of that movie is the Avengers are against each other so he's not part of that yeah right yeah which is really cool whereas yeah Spider-Man's introduced in that movie but he's kind of a part of it already because we know Spider-Man like and he's, he's like, so re- tied to Marvel as a whole and recruited by Tony Stark and all that okay yeah whereas T'Challa yeah he's kind of on that line with Tony Stark but only for his father, revenge for his father. Yeah, he's almost like on his own, but affecting so much, that's a big deal already. Yeah, and honestly, even lines that T'Challa says here are used in <laughs> the second movie. Oh, really? Yeah, um, and then he you could see him, the character grow in this movie. By the end of the movie, he's not after revenge, and uh, I think he's learning some lessons that his father was teaching him, but he didn't learn till afterwards. Before this movie, did you know a lot about Black Panther? I'll be I mean, honest, I didn't. I knew the character and like Wakanda and he's a king and all that. Um, what I knew about him was like, yeah, he deals a lot with like Fantastic Four, which is not in the MCU yet. Kind of like almost an older character to me. Uh-huh. I remember him popping up in the Avengers comics I read in the past. Like yeah. The more or less like this, the event stuff that he would just pop in. It's like, who's this? Mm. Why is Batman here? <laughs> <laughs> 
He looks kind of cooler with his mouth covered and everything, but <laughs> what? When does um then Black Panther the movie comes out? Yeah. And that that's when like the world will know him. And that's the first glimpse at Wakanda and uh again, I think that was a masterpiece. It uh had so much it's like the what the message it has yeah. is so interesting and uh, kind of flip-flopping the different sides and mm-hmm. how like this antagonist kind of changed the opinion of the hero in a way right. by the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. That was super powerful and interacting with a global scale type thing with this country that's trying to stay isolated as much as possible right so like again the events of black panther the consequences and stuff are they're facing in the sequel still yeah um black panther brought like the best villain probably killmonger Killmonger. man um maybe the the most relatable yeah probably the best soundtrack of movies that's probably true yeah yeah guardians has a guardians is a competitor that Yeah. yeah and then um and then he's in the next two Avengers movies. Yes. Uh, not not extensively, I think. He's more or less like yeah. bringing in like Wakanda and like right. the whole crew there. Uh, he has the coolest, maybe one of the coolest moments in Infinity War, right? Because well, then they go to Wakanda to try to save Vision. And then the, you know, the aliens attack Wakanda. Yeah. So he has that big, like, Wakanda forever chant as they charge to attack the aliens. Yeah, that that's pretty epic. He has a whole, you know, whole green, that whole Wakanda. Right. It's a, it's a player in itself. Right. That he's yeah. tied to. So that's so impactful. And in the whole MCU universe. Right. Not to mention the vibranium that's there. Exactly. Yeah. That's going to be, I th- that, that vibranium itself, I think is going to be important to the MCU in general. Yeah. It seems to be making such big waves. I'm, yeah, it's the unobtainium of the world. <laughs> and then when he dies, quote unquote, dies in the end of Infinity War. Oh, yeah. That was a big shock to me. Yeah. Because the character that, you know, dusts away first is uh, Bucky. And I'm like, okay, it's Bucky. That's fine. <laughs> and then when um, Okoye reaches for Black Panther, I thought like, oh, dang, Okoye's going to die. Yeah, everyone <laughs> thought that, right? Yeah. Because we're like, well, we... He's gonna be fine. Yeah, and he's the king. Yeah, and then he goes away, and we're like, "What? What the hell? There are no rules." That's one of the yeah. Uh, that's why that movie like left such an impression, right? Yeah. At the end of that, and then his return and everyone's return at the end of Endgame. Yeah, through the portals, and then he gets the chance again with this big epic thing. Yeah, he's the first. Well, him and Shuri and Okoye are the first to step out through the portals. Yeah, and he's the first one that um, Captain America sees. And I think he hears um, Sam first, but when he sees T'Challa, he's like, okay, we're going to win. <laughs> nice. But, like, it's a saving grace, really. Yeah. That moment with him by himself facing mm-hmm. an army of aliens. Yeah. Thank that God. was great. Yeah. Um, and then, unfortunately, in between movies, mm-hmm. he passes away, which leads to now the second movie, Wakanda Forever. So this leaves uh, Ryan Coogler and the whole crew, like, not really sure how they're going to go about the next movie. Yeah. And the big question, how the heck are they going to handle this? Right. So I guess we'll... We'll get into spoiler territory now. Oh, yeah. If you haven't seen it already, what go, are you doing? Go watch it. I'm sorry you couldn't get a ticket beforehand, but you know, maybe just pause here. Yeah, it's been out for like five days already. Pause here, play this while you're watching the movie. Yeah, yeah it's in your ear. <laughs> <laughs> if you have seen it, just close your eyes and relive it with us. <laughs> The opening scene is uh, Shuri, right? Yeah. And she's actually praying, which is a cool 
the the whole I think the whole idea of the movie is the balance between tradition and technology. Oh, you think so? That it's highly emphasized oh, yeah. throughout the whole movie. Yeah. And at the beginning of the movie, she's praying, meaning I think she's more into tradition for that moment. For at that moment, yeah, yeah. she's praying to Boss to save her brother as she enters her lab, and it's a frantic race to resynthesize the heart-shaped herb to try to save T'Challa, who's currently like dying from an illness. Yeah, very sick right now, and he's she's scrambling. Yeah, um, and there's something being created, but it's not does not look promising. And Ramunda enters the room and right. announces the death of her brother. Right, and I think this is the moment where Shuri flips. Yeah, this is the moment where I'm holding back tears. Yeah, yeah, I'm like um, blinking, you know, trying. To- <laughs> Something in my eye. Uh, and then what's surprising is it goes one year later. Yes. And so what have they been dealing with already, right? Yeah. Emotions. So I think like um, Ramunda uh, has to uh, progress through her morning and get back to being a leader. She's kind of like put back as queen, right? But Shuri, I think she hasn't gone through the grieving process yet. She's like not ready to let go. Uh, While the world now, because of the end of Black Panther, the world knows of the strength of Wakanda and their vibranium. Basically, the the resource they're all after, right? So they're... There's like an, an attack on one of their bases, right? Right. And at the same time, this attack is happening. We're cut into scenes with Ramunda at a, it's like a kind of like a world conference thing. Mm-hmm. And like the US and France are saying like, you got to share that. It's not safe. Like, it's not fair that you have this super powerful thing. Like, we almost can't trust you, right? It's They, they view it as like these like, yeah, super weapons, basically. Right. That they're not sharing with the world. They view it as a threat. At least that's what they say. They kind of just want at the mineral, it seems right. like. Um, but again, like there's an attack and it's kind of evident that's the French side and it looks like also the Americans working together to attack and try and get the, the mineral. Um, so then they open like the door, right? As they broke, break into this like a uh, ship and, and when they open, they, they think like the vibranium is in there, but it's like the door melange that's in yeah. there. And you don't want to mess with them. It's a full on action sequence. Really cool. And then at the end of that scene, um, Okoye and the Dora Malaji barge into that um, UN-style meeting with their captured uh, invaders. And I think they're, they're like French uh, hired soldiers or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it becomes evident. And like yeah, it's obvious that they were just lying, saying that, yeah. that they weren't after it. But it's just to show that even with T'Challa gone, they're there to establish their prominence, mm-hmm. you know, their, their power still. Yeah. You, you can't get to it that easy. They say like, um, yeah, you're saying you can't trust us, but it's us that can't trust you. Exactly. Yeah. And then we go back. There's another um, scene where uh, it's like another attack on a different ship. So it's like these, uh, I think it's the CIA. Yeah. And a helicopter lands with, I think they're like specialists um, with mining equipment. Yeah. Um, like, I think right. this was the Lake Bell, the yeah. actress. Yeah. She's after trying to, well, they're trying to find vibranium outside of Wakanda. Yeah. So they find it at the bottom of the, the ocean bed. Right. And it's like Titanic. Like they, they have like <laughs> these like drills going down that got chewed up because it was hitting vibranium. It found right. some yeah. at the bottom. So they're, they, they're trying to like trying to get to it, but it's like an attack. They're attacking by some type of sea monster down there, right? <laughs> they they send down these two divers in like these um, high pressurized suits, right? Yeah. Um, the suits like they can't even move their arms, right? Buzz Lightyear type yeah, thing or they, something. You, have you seen um, an Avengers campus in Disneyland? They have the Hulk come out. Oh, yeah. But he can't really move his arms. Is that what he's like? <laughs> it looks like these suits. 
Like you can't use them at all. Just, like his fingers move, right? Oh. But I think the the mechanisms in the arms are so big or whatever, they don't go up and down. It's just this, they're just kind of like in front of him. It's like a cheap action figure that doesn't have all the actuators or something. <laughs> yeah. It looks like a person in a cast. Right, arm yeah, stuck. that's what he looks like. Yeah. And he's like, oh, oh, I'm the Hulk. <laughs> Play with me. <laughs> so um, they're down there, which is scary enough, I think. Yeah. But then all their like energy turns off and the power turns off. One of them gets taken or whatever. Like right. his cable's cut off. She's panicking. And then before you know it, they're both gone and the ship is being boarded now. And Lake Bell and the CIA or whatever, like, it's the Wakandans. They found us. That's what they're thinking. But all the soldiers or like the guards on the ship, they start like getting into hypnosis and just yeah. walk off the ship. It's like a siren song, really. Right. And um, we see that it's not the Wakandans. It's this new whatever race. The Pandorians. <laughs> right. Yeah. And they're blue skinned. Yeah, right? exactly. And they're against uh, high tech. <laughs> <laughs> they're old school. Is that you're right. saying? Um, they're the Navi. Yeah. <laughs> but they get up there and they start fighting um, all the soldiers on the ship. They're easily beating them, right? And Lake Bell is like, we got to get out of here. So they rush to the helicopter and they barely escape. The, well, they try to. They, yeah, well, they escape the helicopter. Ship, yeah. And they're flying off. They're try just trying to get out there when suddenly they're getting pulled back by something. Right. When I heard this, I was like, oh, dang, they have like a giant octopus. Oh. <laughs> That's what I thought it was. You're thinking, oh, they have a giant octopus. Where are these giant drums that it's playing? <laughs> <laughs> but it's not. It's uh, our first glimpse. Uh, we don't really see him. Or, glimpse, really. Uh, Namor. Yeah. And he's like pulling the tail of the helicopter and he just like swings it around and slams it down, right? I love this entry of the character. The whole suspense they had in, in the water with him mm -hmm. and him like attacking right away. Yeah. It builds him up as this like monster, like a scary thing because it's yeah. one of the... One of the comics poses him as like a, a, mo a monster in the comic. Oh, like a sea creature. Yeah, the yeah. whole time. That's cool. Yeah, the Submariner. Right. So then we go back to Wakanda now. I think we see like uh, what everyone's been up to, right? Yeah. Uh, Shuri is just kind of like stuck in the lab, but like she's just trying to deal with things. Yeah. I think Ramunda is trying to encourage her to like continue your work trying to recreate the herb, but she doesn't want to do that because... She feels like she failed her brother, right? Yeah. She doesn't want to revisit that yet. And Ramunda's like, uh, come with me. I want to take you somewhere, right? And they go out to like the coast, I think. And like they don't have, she even says like, leave your communication beads in your earrings, right? So she's there just with her mom. Yeah. This is kind of like a ritual thing that they're going to bury or no, uh, burn rather mm -hmm. the ceremonial garbs from the funeral. Yeah. Going back to the funeral, that was like a beautiful scene. Like, yeah. The, the everyone's wearing whites. It's yeah, like in it's the, a, the, the streets of playing Wakanda. music. Yeah. There's like murals of, of um, T'Challa. Yeah. People yeah. are dancing. It's yeah. like pretty fun. And then the, um, they bury, oh, I don't know if they bury the coffin, but they take the coffin, like, like what do you call it? Suck it up into the ship. Yeah. It's like a, like an alien um, beam that pulled it right, up. Yeah. And the flying started, flustered out of it there. Yeah. I was, my question is like, where do you think they take it? What do you think they do with that? Do you think they shoot him up into space? They could. <laughs> I don't know. Why would they do I that? I don't know. I guess it's got to be some type of ritual, right? They probably so bury they it probably somewhere that, that no one in. knows or something like that. It looks like a vibranium uh, coffin too. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah. Well, mm. they have, you know, different genes or whatever. It's like the Hulk. Maybe they'd want to steal their powers in their body. So, maybe they do have to hide it somewhere special. Well, T'Challa does. Not every royalty does. They don't? Oh, so like Black Panthers are not always the king and queen? No. Because T'Challa was a Black Panther before he was the king. Yeah. Do you think Black Panthers get the same treatment when they're not king or queen? What? I'm curious about the, that. The hardship herb? The ceremonial uh, funeral. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. do. Because okay. we'll see it later. Spoiler alert. <laughs> okay. So then um, they're at that little side of the water, but uh, Shuri is like, I don't want to burn my garment or whatever. I don't want to do your tradition. Uh, when you think of T'Challa, you, it's like your son or whatever. But when I think of him, like I just get angry, right? Yeah. She's saying like, if I think about him too much, I'm going to burn the world. Right. Yeah. Uh, her rage is still there. Yeah. And then uh, some of the elephants in the water start like panicking, right? And then we see coming out of the water, Namor. Here it is again. He's like scary and he just like uh, he flutters in the air yeah. with, the, with the wings. What do you think about that still? Like I'm still, it's still funny looking to me. Um, I knew that he had it going into it. Yeah. And I know the character from the comics and I'm sure people uh, who don't know the comics will be like, why does he even have that? But it's such an iconic, integral piece to the character that I'm glad they had it and used it. Yeah. I'm I'm glad they have it so I can laugh at it because that's no, kind of funny. I, don't, I think it was really <laughs> yeah. done well. I think it's still cool. It's just it, it, the look of it. It's I'm not, I'm not saying don't have it. Yeah. It's just funny. <laughs> <laughs> so he comes out of the water and then he kind of like floats above the water towards them and um, obviously they're surprised how did he even get past their security and he's saying there he's there um, not as like a invader but as like a almost like a messenger he wants to inform them about the attack underwater yes the, the, they have vibranium too right. basically explaining Talokan his, right. his nation of Atlantis and uh, there's a scientist that w built the thing that could possibly expose their world. And so right. that's who he wants. It's a, It detects vibranium. Yeah. And sh this shocks the Wakandans. Like, how is there vibranium outside of Wakanda? And they're like, uh, well, it, it came from a meteorite. The meteorite could have also landed on water. Yeah. It could be everywhere. Explains right? everything. And um, there's a line here that someone says, because then they're in like the council now at the on the throne room and uh, like all of the heads of their tribes are there, even Jabari tribe. Yeah. M'Baku. And someone says like, um, that means all of our beliefs and stuff. Myths. Myths. Could, not true. The, right? the mound. Yeah. And I think that almost like encourages Shuri more to not believe in tradition. Oh, you think so? It yeah. sparked something in her? It's like just putting more fuel to the fire. Like, yeah, traditions mean nothing. Oh. It's just a legend at the end of the day. I'm, I think she never believed in it. It's right. like, sure. it's just a mineral that we use or whatever yeah. to make whatever we want to. So what Namor says to them was like, go find the scientist and kill her. Uh, so that way um, no one will discover us and we'll all be safe, right? Um, but instead of sending like soldiers or whatever to America to find the scientist, they, uh, Okoye goes and she convinces Ramunda to send Shuri with her. Which is a weird situation to do. We're planned to bring her mm -hmm. but ultimately she goes to get out of the lab right i think okoye was trying to do a thing to like get her out of her comfort zone and get her out of that headspace yeah and so they they make it their way to mit mm -hmm. surprised to learn that the scientist that built the thing is actually a, a student there right a young like teenager she's 19 right they learned this from uh 
talking to Everett Ross. Yeah. Martin Freeman. And they had like the little uh, insect thing that like lures him. <laughs> to... I think it's one of the beads maybe. Yeah. Something like that. It's really cool. I didn't know like Everett Ross is so tied to the Black Panther storyline. Yeah. I read some comics recently and he's like, he's way different of a character there. He's less <laughs> of like a, an adult really. Yeah. is he more like a scaredy cat in the comics? He is. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's great to see Martin Freeman back again. I yeah, I think he did a good job in that character. I enjoyed him in, um, I, I liked him more in, uh, Civil War. You did? Yeah. I, I don't remember a lot of his scenes. When they capture, uh, Zemo in Civil yeah. War. Yeah. He's like, uh, he's talking to him, like he's in that little box thing, right? Strapped to a chair. And he says like a line, like, um, if you try to get out, this thing will zap you. Please try to get out. I remember that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of funny. He's a funny character. Yeah. Uh, he's a colonizer also. <laughs> <laughs> so then they go to MIT with the information they get from um, Everett. Everett. And then they discover like, oh, it's a, a student, not a professor. So Riri Williams, she seems like a, a plucky girl. Yeah. I think she did a really good job. I think she's an interesting character. I'm glad they casted this person okay. for Riri Williams. Uh, MIT seems like it's going to be a big deal with Marvel. So with Ironheart, what else, do you th- what else are you thinking? So like uh, the MIT is where Stark did that barf presentation. Yeah, that's where he went to. Yeah, and it's where all the Peter Parker friends want to go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so they're all there without Peter. So I think MIT is going to be like um, maybe like a centralized thing for Marvel. Interesting. Okay. I wonder if we'll see those characters again when we get to the other Spider-Man movies. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Um. So then uh, they talk to her and they learn that she built that thing, right? There's a funny scene where they like follow her to her dorm and Okoye was like waiting in the bathroom already. He's like, uh-uh, no. <laughs> She's trying to get away, throwing heaters at her. Yeah, and she's like just like slicing up the all the her things or whatever. Right. Uh, that, that spear thing is cool because like it shrinks down to like a little device. Which one's cooler, that one or the Mandalorian one? There's, he rebuilds a spear out of Beskar. Remember that? Yeah. But this one's retractable. You can bring it anywhere. Right. Yeah. He's <laughs> gonna take this one. Do anything stronger? I think the Beskar is stronger, but this is more practical. What about like a Valyrian? A Valyrian spear? Valyrian steel, right? Yeah. I, mean, that. I think that'd be dope. <laughs> but this one, this one's like just a dermalogy issue. Everyone has one, basically. <laughs> So then they uh, convince her to go because they say, like, if we don't go with us, like, the... CIA. Well, no, the Talokan people oh, yeah. are just going to come and take you, right? So you'll be safer with us. So, like, okay, we have to stop by my garage and get my stuff first. So it comes to reveal that she's pretty dang smart. She's working with star tech and, like, makeshift things, right. DIY objects. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, but they get invaded and the CIA arrive at the garage. Right. So they go into a frenzy trying to get out of there. They need her to make, they want her to make another machine. That's why they need her, right? Yeah. But, you know, of course, Wakandans don't want her to do that. So they try to escape. And Okoye is like, get in the car, right? Which is a, what is a, a challenger? Yeah. And I'm sure he's like, I'll, I'll get in. But when she gets in, she like, quickly leaves. <laughs> to get into a motorcycle Yeah, on she her thinks own. they should split up. Yeah. While Riri is putting on her like DIY Mach 1 <laughs> Ironheart suit. What'd you think of the suit? The look of it? It's like, it really is like a, a garage style right. Iron Man suit. It's got like fire extinguishers on it. I don't know. It works. It gets you there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so now there's a whole chase sequence, which is cool between yeah. them and the CIA. Uh, Shuri is like kind of in control of the car that Koye is in while she's on her like motorbike. 
and uh, Riri is like flying in the air. And Riri tells them that, oh, a drone is like tracking you guys. So she has to take care of the drone. It's pretty cool. She does like formulas in her head to knock out the drone. Right. And it lands straight onto the CIA that's like mm-hmm. blocking their way. Yeah. And then they're, they think they've escaped. They're on the bridge. And all of a sudden there's like a water explosion. Yeah. <laughs> is it like, doesn't uh, Riri get pulled down by a sphere attack? Like Yeah. A, and she gets pulled to the ground and knocked out. And then the the car that they're in like flips over. Um, Shuri's like knocked to the ground and knocked out. And Okoye's like trying to like get, get recover and protect both the princess and uh, Riri. And coming out of the water are more of these Talokan people with that, their blue skin, right? And they, they they we didn't talk about their other look. It's like kind of tribal, right? It's the Aztecan, obviously. Right. But also like like sea creatures' bones on their looks. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty dope look. Yeah, uh, this is um, Atuma, Atuma and Namora. Yeah, and they're there. And um, Atuma, no, Namora goes back to like stop the CIA from coming, while Atuma is gonna go there and kill uh, Riri. And he is stopped by Akoye with her spear. She's pretty good. (laughs) A really cool like a one-on-one battle here. It's like warrior against warrior, basically, right? Yeah, the the top of both of their armies as they're fighting it off with their speared weapons. Uh, this is, I think, some of the best fighting in, yeah. in this movie. Yeah, it's really cool. We know from previous movies like how good Okoye is and what badass she is, but she's kind of like outmatched by Atuma. Yeah, well, she's caught by surprise. She was just an accident. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> they're all trying to get to Riri because that's who they want. But Okoye is trying to push them back as much as he can. I think some of them get like sliced up and die, but like stand up again. Did you yeah, see that? Yeah. So they have they have like like they're zombies. Like they could get up out of nowhere or whatever. Right. I think because we'll explain later. But they have supernatural powers. Yeah. Like breathing underwater. There's that too. <laughs> and then um, they're the Atuma guys able to defeat Okoye, and she's like thrown into the water, right? And then uh, Shuri wakes up, and she's like parlay. <laughs> Okay. Don't kill Riri. Uh, Riri. Instead, take us to your leader. <laughs> take us to your leader. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I was like, oh, fine, I guess. Right. And he takes off his water mask and makes it an air mask. I guess so. <laughs> and puts it on uh, Shuri. And then they escape on Killer Whale. <laughs> That's pretty dope that they can like just ride these big whale monsters or whatever. Yeah. Uh, do you think this is what he mentioned when he has like a thousands of soldiers in the ocean? Oh, or he's yeah. talking about the, the fishies? Yeah. He controls all of them. Okay. Do you think he just controls the water mammals? No. That's a good question. I think, every, I think he rules the ocean, like everything in water. Yeah. That's cool. There. So let's, let's say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he controls like the Jamaican lobsters. I know the sea. <laughs> he controls the drumming octopus. <laughs> Uh, what's the, what's the next scene after this? So, um, well, Okoye is like panicking. She's failed, right? Her the queen to protect uh, the princess, right? So she, as she returns to Wakanda, it is one of the more dramatic scenes. Is she's pretty much stripped of all of her honor. Like you're no longer the general. You're no longer even Dora Milaje. You failed me. Like, you're lucky I just don't send you to prison. Yeah. And this is where you can really feel for Amanda, right? Right. This is the biggest moment where, like, she lost her uh, husband and son, and now she's unsure about the safety of her daughter. Right. And it's just pulling me apart because she's in her emotions. But she's still leading a country right now. Yeah, Angela Bassett is great in the scene. Yeah. 
And um, yeah, she's now a civilian, right? Yeah. Stripped of her. Right. There's a great scene, she says here. Um, one of the tribal leaders is like, are we being too harsh? And then uh, she says, um, if she wanted to see her husband, she could visit him. But I, I can't visit any of my family anymore. Oh, right. Right. Because yeah. Wakabi whatever, was in prison. Yeah. Because of betrayal. From yeah. The first Black Panther one. <laughs> yeah. Which is uh, Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah, that's true. Uh, uh, yeah, and then now we see um, what's her name, Shuri and Riri. They're in like a cave, underwater cave, where she has a one-on-one with Namor. Which uh, this leads to the backstory of Namor, which I thought was perfect. It's so good. You like the look of him? Is like a, really filled out the character. We, we get an explanation of where they all really started with the the Spaniard colonizers going into the Aztec area, yeah, and explaining that they had to. They were getting sick. Took right. up like basically kind of like their heart shaped herb over there. Yeah, right? they found one underwater. The shaman was led there by their god, and, and they found one that's just like in Wakanda, but it made them not be able to breathe air uh, above water. They turned blue. They turned blue. So they had to go into the water, but um, Namor's mom was reluctant to take it. And then she, um, they, they all organized to have her like have like a bracelet as like a signifier that their her new son will be the king of their right. new nation. And it's kind of like a half and half. Like he's gonna be of the the upper area and right. down below in the sea. She's pregnant with him, right? Yeah. So then she takes it because she sees it's working on them. They're they're actually getting healed. The yeah. smallpox is disappearing. Mm-hmm. She takes it, goes down there, gives birth to Namor underwater. We see some clips of this in the in the trailer, but this whole sequence in the movie is great. You loved it, yeah. Uh, I actually like most was like when. He's grown up just a little bit as like a little boy already. Yeah. And then he rises up to the surface world to learn about the situation. Right. Of kind of people like like his people. Right. They're, I think he's already like a leader now, really. Like he's Yeah, like, they, they promised that he would be their king. And but like I mean he's like eight or something. <laughs> yeah. No, I think he's well, the mom got really old already. Yeah. Because he ages slowly. He's a he's a baby Yoda. Yeah, because he says, like, I was born with wings on my feet, my ears pointed to the sky. And then he says a line that um super important. I I'm a mutant oh yeah and yeah. that's right he actually says that yeah with the, with the wings and everything so this big moment of him having his people take revenge on the colonizers right uh you know basically treating them as slaves and everything and uh strikes them down and then he gets his name here from the like friar or whatever <laughs> the priest yeah he's like you're a a child with no love in Spanish, right. no more. Yeah. So that's how his name is, no more. His, his enemies call him no more, but yeah. his people call him Kulkulkan. Yeah. <laughs> the feather serpent god. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like you said, he's a kid here, but uh, my guess he's probably like 40 or 50 years old already. You think he's wise already? So, yeah. I was imagining it's like a lot of the times it's like people grow up to be teenagers and then they stay that age for a while. I don't, I don't know. No, how I think his way is he ages very slowly because his mom gave birth to him, like I'm guessing in 20, her 20s, and they go up there to bury her and she's like in her 70s or 80s. Okay. Okay. You could just see the wrinkles on her face. Yeah. Her hair was like all white. There's a transition shot of her, like young and then old already. I see what you're saying. Okay. So, yeah, he ages very slow. That's why he's been alive since that 1600s. Yeah. He's been king for that long time, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, I I, I really like what they did with this character. He's so, like, mm-hmm. he's a good person because he wants right for his people, but he's also will do anything for his people, even right. bad stuff. He's protected them for 400 years plus, almost, right? Yeah. And um, he decides... 
okay, the only way Shuri's going to understand, because she can relate, I'm going to take you to my kingdom. You're going to be the first surface person to ever visit Talokan. And it's really cool, this sequence of her like getting in again that, that uh, weird <laughs> submariner costume, deep yeah. diver. And uh, she gets pulled away through the current like right. like the turtles in Finding Nemo. <laughs> Righteous! Righteous! And the slow buildup of the lights, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like this little, it's like a orchestral, how there's like a little bit of lights here, a little bit of lights here. And then we open up to this still kind of, uh, you know, deep, dark ocean, but then right. the slight lights here and there, you could see the, the civilization of the people. It's the Gungan city. <laughs> uh, my favorite part about this whole movie is how they say hello. Is they shoot Kamehameha waves at each other. <laughs> That's not what's happening. <laughs> they put their hands like this. You know what that is? What? Because like, on the throne of Namor yeah. is the big Megalodon jaw. That's what that is. Yeah, I think it's they're sh- shooting Kamehameha waves <laughs> at each other. And they're not. But it's like, I could hit you right now, but I'm not. <laughs> All right. Uh, she goes down there. And what I like about this scene, every time we enter Wakanda, we hear Wakanda music. Yeah. When we enter Talokan, it's like their music. This movie uses like, I think Aztecian music or like mind music like modernized though yeah it's really dope yeah i, like I want to listen to it some more we see like scenes of like their people greeting her yeah it's a whole civilization whole world she sees how it's just like wakanda there's children there's um older people and they're all helping each other they live as a community it's like that movie atlantis the animated one it's a lot like that i don't know if i've seen that never one. See, it's one of the best of these disney that's a disney movie i'm pretty sure it's disney and not Pixar, yeah, Disney. It's not Pixar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, the world, it's they're playing sports. They're like trading. Fern Gully? <laughs> yeah. Is that like this? Okay. Well, maybe that's more like Avatar. Which one? Oh, how so? Because uh, it's about like destroying the rainforest. I didn't know. I, I thought it's just a kid's show that has no message. No, it's a movie about destroying the rainforest. I've never seen it. Okay. <laughs> Uh, anyway, what was going on next? So they're, they're at Atlantis. She's getting, experiencing it. And it's like, I understand what you're doing, Namor. They like go back up to the cave, right? Right. And they have a discussion like, Namor is kind of opening a, like a, a olive branch, right? right? Gives her his mom's bracelet saying like, yeah, side with us. Wakanda is so powerful. I recognize that we can work together and be against the rest of the world because we together know this isolation thing, right? Like yeah. We we can be way more powerful than the rest of the world. Uh, he's right. I think so too, actually. Uh, he He's the king of 70% of the world already. <laughs> the thing is though, he still wants the scientist. Yeah. Like dead or whatever. Yeah, he says like it's well. He also says like it's not really about the scientists now. If the world knows how strong we are, they wouldn't dare uh, go for us anymore. So let's side together and uh, like attack first. Yeah, and sure he's saying like I can't do that, and um, he's saying like we got to find a middle ground or whatever. But Namor doesn't want to compromise. So next up, Ramunda goes up to Haiti to uh, pay a visit to uh, Nakia. Right. She needs someone to trust, but she can't trust Okoye anymore. Mm-hmm. And Nakia has been here since, uh, we learned she's been here since the blip. So she never paid a visit to uh, T'Challa's funeral, really. which no. didn't make an appearance. 
And so Ramunda's surprised at that, right? Yeah. Because I think um, she left Wakanda at the blip because she thought T'Challa died, yeah. right? Uh, obviously, came back like five years later. So she knows he was alive, but she never went back to Wakanda. So I think this technically is like six years later. Yeah. Uh, they said like a year since the whole funeral too, right? Right. So it's been six years. And I think she was just like so broken that she had to stay away in Haiti, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's what she's saying, really. Yeah. She's like a teacher here now or some kind of like helping with the children. Yeah. Like a community thing, right? I think mm-hmm. that's what she's been trying to do too. Less so of a spy than she was beforehand. <laughs> yeah. I don't think she's a spy. <laughs> no. Um, and she just explains like, you know, T'Challa was everything to her, mm-hmm. but Ramunda is asking her to be a spy again, basically. She needs someone to infiltrate Talokan and find uh, Shuri. Mm-hmm. And then um, over back at, um, I'm guessing Boston, because it's by MIT, uh, where the attack happened, that where they took Shuri, uh, we see uh, Everett there and he finds uh, Shuri's beads. So he takes those, right? The crime scene or the right. attack scene. Yeah. And... Um, he also runs into who I personally I didn't know was in this movie was uh, Val. Yeah, Valentina. It, it was we're surprised to learn that they were exes, that they were a divorce couple now, right? Uh, I didn't see that coming at all. That was out of nowhere. Makes for sense me. now, though. Kind of, yeah. But I couldn't. Like every time she appears in a Marvel thing, when it like cuts to her, all I hear is like a ding, 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 like a <laughs> Seinfeld kind of bass line. No, I think she's fitting the role pretty well. Like kind of I just see really, it. yeah. You're just waiting for. A laugh. I, I, I think almost she, laughed in the theater. She, I think she has the laugh still as this character. Right. Yeah. I think it's. I think it was perfect. The the approach she's going with it, uh, kind of like put that guy in his place in the scene. I love that. <laughs> the other guy. Um, but the whole thing is like she wants to discuss the situation and make a trip back to Langley, mm-hmm. like an eight hour drive, whatever, with the two of them. Awkward. She's saying like, you know, how do they know about the scientists, the Wakandans? There has to be a leak. Um, and she assumes it's him, but not saying it's him just kind of almost like warning him like don't let me find out it was you to me catch you because you know there was going to be consequences but of course everett has uh, an alliance with wakanda he owes them his life so he's kind of like caught in the middle that's right yeah um so is now where we catch up with nakia and she tries right. to enter it's interesting. She enters through like the same pool that um, uh, Namor's mother, or, or the shaman, dove yeah. down to find the herb or whatever. I think that leads straight to Talakan because um, I think they tracked down Shuri's like earring or something like that yeah. with uh, Ross's help. It's somewhere down down in the ocean, right? Yeah. So she goes there. She has like a cool, it's like underwater jet ski thing. It's almost this is a thing from uh, from Avatar, from like the scientist. <laughs> sure, like, this yeah. is pretty cool. It's it's first it's like a hover ship, and then it's like an underwater thing as she. Like goes inside of it and floats down into the the ocean and makes her way to the underwater cave. She's there. She infiltrates. She attacks the um, like the guards that they have there, and she injures one of them. And then she's like, "Shuri, Riri, we gotta go." But Shuri wants to help the the lady there, right? They got hurt, and she's like, "We have to go now." Yeah, it's gonna cause a war. Yeah, it's gonna cause a war. But they take her out of there. And they return to Wakanda and Namor is there uh, later trying to um, 
almost like consoling the guard that was attacked. And she's like, can you heal me? But he doesn't. Yeah. And I don't think, I don't know if he can or not, but I, he doesn't. I don't get the whole mythos of this yet. Yeah. I, I think because they all, all of them drank from the heart-shaped herb. They're all kind of like powerful. Invulnerable in a yeah. way. Yeah. Okay. That's why those people that got stabbed in the attack, like got back up. But she was just too messed up, this one. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole thing was that he was distracted because Ramunda paid a, like a visit with him. So it was, yeah. it was evident to him. It was all a, a ploy just to get to Shuri. Which it was, but yeah. it wasn't Shuri's plan. No, it was right. Ramunda and um, Nakia's plan. Uh, that scene between Namor and Ramunda on the beach was intimidating, intense. Yeah, yeah, it got close, all up in a grill. Mm. But then she wasn't backing down. She's like, uh, "Wakanda will be the first one we burn," or something like that. <laughs> something like that yeah. Um, so like, like you said, he takes this as a act of war and now the, it's not Atlanteans cause they're not in Atlantis. Well, yeah, it's what, it's pretty much though. So if it's Talokan, what do you call the people? Talokanians? Yeah. Talk, Talokanis. <laughs> you were, you were like, you were like pausing for a bit cause you weren't, you didn't want to offend anyone. Like the, the people from Talokan. The last Talokan, people I want to offend are people from right. Talokan. They might invade us or something. <laughs> I don't want to get canceled. <laughs> So they uh, invade Wakanda and man, Wakanda was not ready. This I think happens in the comics, maybe like a lot. It's like, oh, yeah, like yeah. Wakanda floods because Namor is attacking it all the freaking time. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting how they flood it. First, it's like a pool of water just slowly grows. And then they're like throwing like water grenades, like, like water <laughs> balloons yeah. that are super powered, like military grade and uh, tossing it up and, Everyone is kind of a hero in this moment. Umbaku saves some of them. Yeah. So it's great to see Umbaku in action. Doing something, yeah. Yeah. And he is like strong. He could like give a fight to these uh, Talokan. Right. Because he's like, he like tossed them. There's a scene where like the, the, their planes or whatever are shooting down at them and all the, the Talokanians <laughs> jump back in the water, but Namor doesn't. He like just stands in the fire. Because he's like, this is nothing. And then he flies up there and like starts attacking the ships. It's really cool. The I like the scene where Ubaku tries to give a fight to Namor, but mm. he just punches him and freight, like craters his chest right. with that. Yeah. We really see his power there. Um, and then Namor's after the scientist really right so he like floats up to the uh, throne room and it's like he's face to face with Ramunda right and he is like trying to break down the glass right yeah and he attacks them and then um, pretty much like floods the whole throne room right more of those water grenades yeah and Riri is like unconscious underwater so Ramunda is like swimming down trying to save her meanwhile like all of Wakanda is like being attacked uh, Okoye is like trying to help even though she's no longer Dora Milaje. Yeah, that's true. She's trying to help, but uh, Ramonda is able to kind of save Riri, like finds her and pushes her up to the water, but ultimately Ramonda cannot yeah. make it through. Watching the, the shot of her like swimming up, carrying Riri yeah. underwater, and I could see how far the surface is and how far she had to go down. I, I, I couldn't make that. Oh, no. I, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's also like it's hard to like swim already, but to swim with holding a person that's super yeah. hard. But like, she makes it. She makes it to save Riri, right? Yeah. And they the rest of them enter the throne room. It's flooded. They're trying to save her. Shuri's there, but Mbaku's like holding her back, right? Okoye is trying to do CPR on um, Queen Ramunda, and Niki is trying to save uh, Riri. Yeah. Riri comes back to life, but Ramunda doesn't. Yeah, and, and it tears up Shuri, really. She's just screaming yeah. into the air. Everyone's trying to keep going, but Nikia's like, she's gone. Yeah, 
and then there's another basically another funeral sequence that we have to you know witness here and shuri is you know in shambles now obviously This funeral sequence is also at the end of it. Umbaku tries to impart some knowledge to Shuri. Right. And like lend a hand, I guess. Yeah, he's talking about like, oh, he talked to T'Challa and T'Challa asked him to be her advisor. Yeah. But Shuri doesn't want to hear any of it. So basically, like, she's got to be ruler now, right? Yeah, she's the only royalty left. So she's, she, she has no... She feels like she needs to have the Black Panther, really, right? Well, she, while she's talking to Mbaku, yeah, she like makes fun of Mbaku. She's like, "You didn't even like me in the first movie." What? Right? <laughs> yeah, the whole like um, scoffs at tradition line. He brings she brings it back to him to a, to a child. Yeah, you will not have it. And then he uh, he regrets saying that because like um, he I don't think he believes that anymore. Yeah, there's a uh, he asks for advice from her, right? Yeah, because um, the elders are wondering, can we bring all of the Wakandans to Jabari land for safety. Can we use helicopters to pick up the full buildings and then drop them into the Jabari mountain? I mean, have you seen those flying saucers? They're pretty, pretty <laughs> built. I think they can do it. The, the whole Wakandan city is built for evacuation. <laughs> <laughs> I think they've got it together. I don't know, but it's cool. It's like Legos. <laughs> Um, and so that's what they do. They're all up there. Africans now going into the, the snow area. It's yeah. a big change. I think everyone's going to get the flu. <laughs> You think they would make like sweaters or something, but they did. They had like uh, the Jabari had extra furs. Okay. Um, they're vegetarians, by the way. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, and Shuri's like in her lab now. Um, she wants to uh, figure out this herb so that she, she can bring back the Black Panther because she, that's the only way she's going to get revenge. Yeah. Uh that's all she's out for now, really. Right. And it was a, a big failure. Like, she, she has no idea how to reconstruct it, except she does have the bracelet. Mm -hmm. And she's thinking maybe she can use it to synthesize a crossbreed of the herb, mm -hmm. heart-shaped herb, and this other herb, and make a new one. And she's able to. Like, like it's a playing. montage of... <laughs> looks like she's, like, twisting the ball and then putting it back into the stem. It, it, Marvel has a lot of this. Yeah. Holographics of things that are very... Very complicated that they're just gonna make it like super simple right <laughs> I, I invented time travel oh <laughs> Uh, do you think this is um, would work in real life? No. What? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, if this existed, would it be handy? Oh, oh I thought you were talking about the heart-shaped herb. Like, what? No. <laughs> like, the, the technology of seeing things in 3D, but it's like AR or something. If it's very well made, because it's almost like the biggest question is the design of it, not the, like, technology almost. Sure, yeah. You know, how useful is it to hold this? And if if we're all standing somewhere else, can we all see? Are we seeing the same thing? Almost? Right, yeah. Metaverse will solve that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she figures this out like you got like a 99% match right yeah. but it's still synthesized so it's not like 100% gonna work it's a big question right right but she does the ritual at her lab basically laying down mm -hmm. and she's hoping to see her mom again or her dad or her brother in the ancestral plane no she sees someone else and um, she sees Michael B. Jordan and she's like <laughs> okay I'm fine with this I'll take it no it's uh, Adonis Creed <laughs> So, did you were you surprised at the scene when she sees Killmonger? I actually was. I mean, uh, he was such an impactful character in the first one, so it, it makes sense to me retroactively now. Yeah. And the way they played it out, I thought it was pretty good. I think she saw him because at this point, she's only wants revenge. Yeah, it makes sense. So she sees the guy that is also like out for revenge. 
Um, I thought a lot of this scene was great. She hates this guy. This guy destroyed all the herbs that would have saved T'Challa, right? Yeah. And she, he's pretty much saying to her, like, we're more alike than you think. We're driven by um, anger. And you're going to need me. You're going to need my kind of anger to defeat Namor. Some people just want to watch the world burn, basically. And it's <laughs> the two of us. <laughs> right. I mean, we seem like it's it's a lot like when he burned the throne room as the whole yeah. room goes, like, in flames. Right. Very reminiscent of that. Mm-hmm. And man, he loves those like long knit sweaters. <laughs> That's his look. <laughs> no shirts. <laughs> so then uh, she wakes up, and Nikki's like, "Who did you see?" She doesn't want to say. Yeah, she's she's, I, she's embarrassed that she saw Killmonger because she knows he was right. If anything, she just also wanted to see family again, and so yeah. it tears her up again here. And but she has powers now. She kicks one of the right. mannequins, and it goes flying. So she's like, okay, well, I'm Black Panther now. Uh, and then just like um, what Killmonger's saying, you're more like me. She picks a Black Panther costume that's like mostly gold. Yeah. Just like what his was. Same uh, iconography, really. Yeah. There's a little silver in there, but it's, I mean, it's gold. You think so? Yeah, accents are mostly gold. Uh and so she pays a visit to all the elders in Jabari land, her people up there. Yeah. And it's really a moment again of people praising her. They have a Black Panther now. The ruler is, mm-hmm. is the one of the same and, and they can believe in something. But it's also like kind of like tarnished in a way because you can see in her face that she's just kind of angry and she just wants revenge. Right. Uh, I think this is where the movie kind of dragged a bit because I feel like... Maybe it's because I'm not supposed to root for her, almost in a way, because she's so out for revenge. It's mm-hmm. it's a it's mix of like Black Panther and Civil War. Right. Yeah. It's one and the same. But I mean, you kind of know it's not going to end like that. I know. Yeah. And I do root for her because like, yeah, Namor deserves to have re- revenge upon him because he killed her mom. Yeah. Yeah. So then her plan is now like, we're going to take the attack to them, go in the water. And um, they learn like, oh, he gets weaker as the, the drier he gets. <laughs> <laughs> when he gets more powerful, the wetter he is. <laughs> That's what he said. Same thing. Uh, so I'm going to lure him away and put him in a, an evaporator. <laughs> <laughs> a microwave. Yeah. So um, they set sail. This big ship thing, it's called uh, the Sea Leopard, I think. That's right. And it's pretty much just like a floating tower. It's like a Titanic, maybe? Something like that, yeah. It's like an airship. Yeah. So they, they go there in the ship and then they, as soon as the um, Talukan people are there, they hit them with uh, it's almost like underwater pulse thing. They're really... I think their plan is get them out of the water because if they're in the water, they're more powerful than us. Yeah. So they start climbing and attacking and uh, they're trying to do like their um, siren song thing, but the pulse thing stops them. Makes noise. Yeah. Yeah. So then once they're halfway climbing up the ship, uh, it's cool. Like the Dormelage like dive off the ship on a rope and then they're like fighting from hanging on the sides of the ship. I think the Jabari are holding them up too. So it's like, it's teamwork. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, Namora is trying to get to Shuri, right? As they kind of, they fight off in a separate ship, I believe. Yeah, because she's flying in a ship and he's flying on his feet. <laughs> and they're like attacking each other. And then he gets, he, she somehow gets him into the ship. Traps him in there. Traps him in there. And then they have like the microwave thing that you're talking about. I love it. Namor is basically Spongebob. <laughs> Because yeah. Spongebob, this happens to him. He goes in a dry area and, and he, he dries up. out yeah, and yeah. he's weak. Yeah. <laughs> Namor is Spongebob, if you didn't know. 
but he's gonna break up the ship right yeah uh she's finally using her powers and fights him like in the ship for a second until it explodes as his spear like blows up the whole thing they land on like a little island right uh meanwhile um riri now has fully developed like an iron heart costume this felt felt uh, kind of out of nowhere. Oh, you think so? Why? She's Ironheart. We're expecting this in the movie. I, it's just so like we have a, a garbage suit, and now you're in Wakanda, so you have a full better than Iron Man costume. Yeah, she's that smart. <laughs> it's not better. I think it's actually weaker. But it's like it's she has all the tools now. She can make something okay. cool. I also didn't notice. I had to look back. Her her suit is shaped like a heart. I didn't realize. Duh. That. I didn't know that with the shoulder pads. <laughs> And then um, uh, Okoye and I think Anika have put on the Midnight Angels costumes. Yes, from the comic books. I don't know if I like the look of these. I I, do, I know that I don't. The, the, I think it's just the face. The face is the biggest. Yeah, they look thing. like owls. Yeah, what is up with that? You know, think again. It's comic books. Yeah, and it. I don't even want to say that it works for the comic books. Like it's. It's just accepted because it's comic books. Yeah, I think in the movies they look bad. Yeah, it's um, too, they look better as holograms from the okay. beginning of the movie. Yeah, and also when she takes the mask off and like shoots up, it's very weird look. It looks like she has long hair in the back, but yeah. not the front. <laughs> it's like a it's like a mullet. Yeah, so, not a good look. Not a, I, I don't want to see these again. I, I think Akira is getting a a show, right? Yeah, is that about this? She's, she's. I hope it's about her not wanting to wear this anymore. Because she does. She says it's ugly. Yeah, <laughs> that's honestly correct. <laughs> so then, um, Shuri as Black Panther now is fighting uh, Namor on the beach. She's not a fighter, but she has powers. Yes, but Namor knows how to fight. And he's kind of like winning. And he's beating her, and at one point he even like is able to impale her with a spear. Yes, uh, Imperious Rex, as he yells out, and she, she's like still out for revenge here. Still, like she breaks the spear and does that horrible thing where you like lift Pull your body of off you. yeah. of the the spear, and um, is able to take down because uh, he really needs the water, right? He's trying to make it to the edge <laughs> yeah. of the, the beach. He's like, I'm super thirsty. <laughs> I need water. <laughs> But she blows up like one of the back uh, exhausts, right? Mm -hmm. And it fires up on his back and he gets like, he's like he on fire. Toasted. Yeah. He's burnt up. He's burnt. <laughs> he's burnt bread. <laughs> so then he falls to the ground and she's able to like stand upon him and have the spear at his throat. And her, her first initial thought is like, I'm going to kill this guy. Finally, revenge is here. Yeah. But this is the moment where she sees her mother. And it's like the ancestral moment that she's been looking for. And this is where she says, like, show them who you are here. Right. I, I, I get a call back to Ramonda. There's a lot of cutscenes here of her in Talokan and her walking through Wakanda and so many similarities. Correct. They're just like us. He, Namor, just wants to protect his people like like uh, my mom did. Uh -huh. And instead of killing her, he decides, like, just yield and we will will uh, promise we'll have your back like we'll be an alliance yeah and it, she actually does that takes him to the water and they um fly together in unison to the the fighting area and there's a peace there between the right. two of them the two armies stop fighting and the talakan jump back into the water and they swim away and uh shuri does the whole like wakanda forever scream yeah it's not as impactful <laughs> as Chadwick's. <laughs> That's the thing. Like she is a herself. Uh, Letitia. 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 Right. Uh, she has 
also big feet to fill, big, big shoes to sure, fill yeah. in a way. So yeah. it's it's a lot to for her to do right. to take on this character again. Yeah. Um, but so the like days later, the 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 Talokan talk to each other too. Like the Namora, yeah, talks to Namora and says like, I thought it was gonna follow you this whole time, like as we fight off these people, but. Mm. Um, it's kind of like we're verging in two different directions here. Like the people and him, they're kind of yeah. dividing in a way because they don't want to, f- he, w- she wants to fight while he doesn't, but right. he's mentioning that the, the Wakandas will be on our side. Yes. He knows he made like a strategic move. Yeah. He says the world is now knows of Wakanda and their vibranium. So they're, the world is going to go against Wakanda and they all need an ally. So we're their ally. Uh, and then when the world attacks Wakanda, it, it's almost like giving Telecon permission to attack the whole world now. Oh, okay. With heart blanche is as much yeah, as they want. Which I think is going to be important to the MCU later on. They 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 build up um, Shiri way more of like this revengeful character than I think T'Challa. Like he had his oh, moments, yeah. but it's like the whole movie shoes like this, right? Yeah. So maybe she'll have moments in the future of like kind of being more... Uh, more against the rest of the world in future movies. Maybe, but from the next scene, we learn she's not going to be their leader. Yeah. Because during the challenge day, she doesn't even show up. And the only one that show up is Umbaku. And so does that mean he's real ruler now? My guess is he's uh, going to be the new king of Wakanda. Wow. Because he's the kind of the, the leader of Jabari already. Yeah. So he, like separate kind of little. It made, like, it made it obvious that he has like these leadership aspects already. Right. He wants the best for his people. Yeah. If that means not war. Yeah. So now, a ruler of all of Wakanda is going to take that for all of them not just Jabari and so Shuri she's off on her own she goes to Haiti yeah. uh, to pay visit to Nakia and have a, uh, the ritual that she was going to have with her mother really yeah and she's finally accepted the like grieving process and letting go of T'Challa mm-hmm. and her mother yeah and then the movie ends there and then we get the mid credit scene which uh, is back at the same spot but Nakia shows up and introduces her son to Shuri. To Song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then she learns like, oh, this is T'Challa's son. This is my nephew. Oh, man. That was so, made me in so much emotions because like, she basically lost her whole family, but now she's not right, she's alone not anymore. Alone, yeah. She has family here. Right. Someone to look for and I guess Tente, really. Right. And then he even says like, my real name, my Wakanda name is uh, T'Challa Jr. <laughs> <laughs> you just call him JR? Yeah. <laughs> T'Challa, that was like surprising to me, right? And it yeah. makes sense in the whole scheme of things. That yeah, it does make sense because Marvel just wants to make a junior of every hero they have. <laughs> she was already that one. She's already <laughs> Black Panther junior, really. I don't know. Not if there's no other Black Panther. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, they, they've got they've got their books down the road. They've, Ten years is nothing in the whole scheme of things for the Marvel plan. This kid signed a 40-year deal with Marvel. <laughs> What's more uh, stressful, being an actor in the MCU or, or King of Wakanda? Uh, what's also surprising is there's no end-end credit scene. Yeah, after the, the whole credits. Uh, you thought there was going to be one, right? Yes. So a while back, I said that I, I read a plot leak on Reddit about this movie. Yes. And um, I didn't say what it was. So I didn't want to spoil it then, right? Yes. But uh, spoiler alert now, that plot leak was like dead on. I want to ask, did that ruin any aspect of the movie for you or did you no, enjoy it I still as much? enjoyed it. Okay. Um, 
it's almost like I was more ready for it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And when the things happened, I was like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it, knew it. Yeah. Well, it's like we, we read the comics anyways. It's Yeah. We, we have some I mean, if you're surprised go. that Black Panther is Shuri, then you don't read the comics. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I will say this. What I was disappointed in is that in that plot leak, there was the final end credit scene, and that was not included in the movie, which um, I could, I have guesses why, but uh, it would have been cool. Okay, that's all I want to know. I'm don't not going to say what it is because, yeah, the, yeah it didn't happen. But uh, did I want it to happen? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, my guess, I don't tell me the reason even, but <laughs> my guess is because of reshuffling of things or they couldn't get actors or whatever like that. Uh, but anyways, that was the rest. That was the whole movie. What yeah. Would you think of it overall? A great movie. Um, obviously very hard to do a, a sequel without your main actor, but I think they accomplished it. Uh, they accomplished it through getting other great stories in there, meaning Namor and his people. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the way they kind of like um was able to fill some of the gaps. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I loved all of Talakan stuff and Namor. Uh, I think um, what's his name. Tenoch Huerta Yeah I think it's like Tenoch Tenoch Huerta he, I think he did a great job And I wasn't sure about that Before the movie Because um, Namor is like This imposing character Right Yeah In the comic books Very Widow's Peak <laughs> <laughs> So you know he's like he's, he's angry all the time Yeah This guy Thinks his shit don't stink I thought that's a good point. I think it's actually, they deviated in that aspect of it. A little bit, yeah. He's not, um, like, first off, he's not so rude as the comic book character. Like, right. the the comic one is just, looks down on almost everyone. I think even his own people in a way. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I like how they pulled it off in the movie. Agreed. I loved how they said, he just straight up said, I'm a mutant. Okay, that's a big thing to you. Yeah, because that, I think they're, now that I think about it, Marvel's doing the mutant thing the right way by sprinkling this to throughout their movies and shows um so that way it's not like a jarring like oh mutants are here yeah with the x-men they've been here the whole time yeah now we know mutants have been here at least 400 years <laughs> yeah for a long time he was considered the oldest he mutant the, the first, first mutant yeah yeah so uh, i hope that remains i think like uh the first movie was so inspirational right yeah building this world it's kind of so fun you finding this civilization that's been hid in wakanda it's so beautiful and bright in this movie, the whole thing was kind of trying to deal with emotions of difficult emotions here. Mm -hmm. So it's like, what are you going for? Uh, I got to say like the inspirational one in feeling in the first movie is a lot more fun and more engaging. Yeah. But this is like, it's almost like therapy in, in a movie. Right. Yeah. So for that, I think it was really good. I, I think I like the first movie better, but this movie was still very well made. I, I think it's a little yeah. bit too long also. Just a, just a tad. I think it's also... <laughs> It's also like I wanted more, but it's also too long. But I wanted more. <laughs> okay. So I don't know. So I, I don't want to say it's too long. A lot of the stuff they did was pitch perfect to me. So like you said, yeah. all the stuff with um with Namor yeah. and Talokan. I thought Ruby Williams was a great entry too, because as like as kind of a side thing. She was I the one that was like, maybe I need more to care about her. Ah, I, I think it's a lens to the future of Marvel. I think and she's gonna have her own show. I think she's kind of inspirational. Yeah, but the the way she was just like fast tracked at the end, like you are a superhero all of a sudden, kind of like threw me. Um, if they connected her more to Tony. Stark a little bit more, which I think they'll do in the show, but even a line in this movie where she's like, yeah, my dad used to take me to the Stark Expo or something. Oh, really? Would have 
sold me more. But it was just like, oh, I'm super smart. Oh, I go to Wakanda and now I'm a superhero. Yeah, I, I, I'm thinking like we not every character needs an origin story. I don't know if there's a fully fledged one like when Tony got kidnapped and, you know, has to build it in a cave. In a cave! <laughs> With a box of scraps. You know what I would like better is if she was in this movie, she was super smart, but she didn't have a suit yet. Like, she doesn't have to be part of the final battle. She gave it back. She's yeah, going to have to build I, a I different one. I don't need to see her do that yet. I wish they saved that for the show. Uh, like, introduce this character, but not make her integral to the like uh, uh, the final climactic like battle. She's like a big part of it. Like, I don't need that. Okay. Well, I, I didn't bother me at all. It bothered seeing, me. Seeing her, that, okay. uh, that in that one week, she invented a, an Iron Man suit. She's pretty smart. I mean, it, yeah. it seems like she could do anything almost. Okay. Yeah. I don't want that. That's too much. Okay. I mean, I don't feel sure doing it. I believe you it. <laughs> but sure, he had a lot on her hands already. She didn't have time to make an Iron Man suit for her. Well, also, I, they have AIDS. I think maybe someone okay. like, I'll, I'll carry this for you, whatever. All right. Uh, I, it was fine with me. I, it, it didn't bother me at all. Uh, um, but I could have done without it. <laughs> The also like the step up, like more time given to the Queen Ramona's character as right. she's dealing with stuff. I thought that was a great decision and to like fill out the time of the characters as, mm-hmm. as she's like dealing with emotions of losing her family. Like she, she lost it just as much too. Yeah. Um, what do you feel about Letitia Wright's like being like the, the main person of this movie? Because I feel like obviously in the poster she is like the main person, but I also think um, Disney did not want to um, promote her a lot because oh, there's like controversy behind, behind the, the scenes. scenes. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That, I think that also in the back of my head made me maybe not root for her as much as <laughs> if I'm honest. What? That, that that made you not root for her? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> okay. Um, like Chadwick was so inspirational already, so yeah, it, it's kind of you know you, you can root for that guy pretty easily. Yeah, definitely. Um, so this marks the end of phase four. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the whole phase? Uh. I thought it was fine. I mean, a lot of people bag on it. Maybe it doesn't have a. Was it this was this fit as the climax for the phase four? I think sure it made yeah. sense for Closing that. Closing the chapter a little bit. Yeah. Um. I I'm not gonna compare it to phase three because phase three is like the end of a whole saga. So that's what we seems like what the whole issue is. People yeah. doing. I think it's better than the other two. So like two. um, if we just take the movies because it's not fair to include the shows because the other phases didn't have shows. Okay. Uh, so all right. It was like um, it was the first movie uh it was a black widow black, or yeah, black widow then shang chi yeah and then eternals then spider-man no way home then Doctor strange Doctor strange thor love and thunder and now this yeah i'd say the, three of those like half of the movies are great and some of them are, for me are disappointments um or not like i wasn't expecting much for black widow but it was not a great movie it didn't rise above that yeah and then i'll say i'm disappointed in thor Right. I thought Shang-Chi was a surprise for me. I really enjoyed the movie, yeah, but good. it's maybe not as good as the other ones. Like it's not blowing the me out of the water. It's just kind of a fun movie to me. Did you like Eternals a lot? No, kind of wish it wasn't made. <laughs> okay. You did you really like it a lot? I did. I didn't like it a lot, but I enjoyed it a lot. Like I Yeah. I'm glad it was made and I like the story of it, but did I need another one? I don't need another one. Um with so many characters, did you find it like inspirational as as like maybe when you centered on a character like Black Panther, you know, or Captain America or Iron Man. It's a team. No, yeah, it's it's not as like inspirational, but I like how um, you see a lot of like ancient Earth stuff and how they've been affecting Earth the whole time. Mythology, but then I think the stakes that they put on are too big. Like 
celestials and they're going to destroy the earth. Like now you're, you're doing like end game level events in a first timers movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It, it was supposed to switch up the whole formula, but maybe it kind of didn't work out that way where it could lend yeah. to more changing of the formula later on. Right. Um, but yeah, overall phase four, I think ended strong, maybe Thor, not so much, but like the other three at the end, like, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, and, and this was great. Yeah, those are absolutely great movies. I'm going to rewatch again. Probably going to rewatch yeah. this too. Um, now moving forward, the next one's going to be Ant-Man in, I think, February. Quantumania. Yeah, looking yeah. forward to that a lot. Uh, we're going to finally see this version of Kang. Yeah, so MCU, um, I think it's... A lot of people are like disappointed and stuff, but I think it's it's going to be starting to get really good again. Uh, yeah, we're getting to bigger events, right? We're going to see Kang as he's going to influence the whole world. He's like the Thanos again. Mm-hmm. Um, how about the future of Black Panther? Yeah, they say Black Panther will return. In what form? Um, my guess is we'll see Shuri and Kang Dynasty. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's Dynasty. an Avengers movie. Yeah. So that's probably the next time we'll see Black Panther. How are people going to feel with her like stepping down as queen or whatever? But... That'll yeah, be interesting. Interesting. Uh, lastly, I want to ask: Do you think this movie could have been better if they just recast T'Challa? No, I don't think so. I think that's really yeah. Because like, I, I don't really think so because I think uh, they wouldn't live up to Chadwick Boseman. Really? Yeah. I think it, I think it. There's a potential that it could have been a better movie to see T'Challa because I mean I'm I'm sure the original s- script was. T'Challa versus Namor and um, their difference of opinion and how they rule. But this one was different because Shuri wasn't the ruler yet. Yeah. Whatever. And so mm, there's a difference there. But I I was in the camp of like recast T'Challa when, when his passing happened. Just because, uh, why do you think that? Because I think T'Challa is a, a great character. Oh, uh, okay. And um, yeah, I can see why people wouldn't want to recast. But um, yeah, T'Challa is an important character. I think that's too big of a risk almost to like, if we get it off just a little bit, then uh, there'll be too much criticism. Sure. I think that's that's the thing. Yeah. But uh, I felt like this was interesting in uh, Shuri's character because it's like she's caught off guard, has to do all these things, be a ruler for some of the time, but and also yeah. be Black Panther. She mm-hmm. never wanted that. Yeah. All right. Well, overall, it was a great movie. I enjoyed it. I want to watch it again. And I think um, Namor is a great addition to MCU. Yeah. He did fill, fill that role as like the cool factor in this movie. Yeah, definitely. I want to see him uh, be quote unquote an anti-hero some more. Yeah. I, I wonder when we'll see Namor again. Fantastic Four probably. That would be interesting. Yeah. Maybe that's too far away still. Yeah. I want to see him sooner than that. <laughs> Give him a movie. A, sh- a yeah. show. Do you think Namor could have a movie? Maybe a prequel? I think I think a show might actually be better where it's like the the talokan it's mm. not just him it's the talokan interesting yeah all right well we'll see um yeah any last words about black panther 2 uh that's about it for me uh i felt like a dicey situation but they landed it pretty dang well yeah same all right let's get into our side stories so i have a short one i want to talk about um last i think a year maybe less than a year ago i watched a show because I learned an actress I liked is going to be in the second season of that show. All right. What? Right? Uh, and now that second season has started, and I'm watching uh, White Lotus. Oh, really? Yeah. What, which actress? Uh, Aubrey Plaza. You just like that actress, huh? I like her um, meanness. Her, I, 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 her deadpanness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
but she wasn't in the first one, but she was announced that she's going to be in the second one. So then I retroactively watched the first season of The White Lotus. And did you like it? It was entertaining, and I'm I'm glad I watched it, but it wasn't my favorite. It w- it's, it got a lot of attention. Yeah. But it, do you think it deserves all that? It's weird because it's like um, a dark, dramatic, but still comedic points and almost like a, a mystery. Yeah. So yeah. I think that all those wrapped together made something intriguing to watch. Yeah. I think that's a th- hot thing now. Yeah. Uh, it's easy to compare to like resort or something like that. Right. It is. a The White Lotus is a like a resort chain. The first season took place um, somewhere in like South America, I think. It might have been Mexico. I'm not sure exactly where. Okay. But like a tropical resort. And this second season that I'm watching, I've only seen two episodes. Um, takes place in uh, Italia. Italia. Uh, yeah. And um, Sicily. Sicily, right? And uh, I've only seen two episodes, but I kind of like this one better already. Already? I like the group of characters that they've put together in this one. So the difference between season one and two is like, I could start season two now. It's like a different story, I think, right? Right. It, you don't need to see each season. They're kind of their own separate thing. Mm-hmm. There are some characters that roll over, um, but the majority of them are brand new. Okay. Okay. I, I tuned in because you were going to watch season two. I was like, okay, if I can start now, if you're telling me I can start now, I'll yeah. watch it. You don't have to know anything from season one. Yeah. Um, there's, um, of course, there's a mystery. That's the part of the show. Um, in the beginning opening scene we see this is not spoiler because it's the opening scene oh, okay uh, we see a dead body in the on the beach that the, all the resort people are, are at right yeah and then and then it go it goes back the story starts a couple of days earlier where we don't know who that dead body is so you have to kind of like watch the whole season to unsolve that mystery or solve that mystery okay <laughs> unpack it yeah i was going to say unsolved mysteries <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh like retroactively like we're following these guests as they get yeah. to this resort yeah you kind of know like one of these characters is going to die by the end of the show which one okay all right because we don't see who would, who died yet no yeah um, there's like pretty much three groups of, of uh, guests, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they cross paths, they intertwine. Um, and it's very interesting. And I, I kind of like all th- three sets of, of groups. Okay. Yeah. There's like people that are just resort goers. They go on trips all the time, right? Yeah. So then there's, um, the, there's like two couples that are like only the guys are friends and the women don't really know each other. And they're, um, kind of like, you know, rich. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're going to a resort. Yeah. Like one of the things they say was like when they talk to other people, all they talk about is what fancy hotels you've been at. Bragging about it yeah. kind of. And then there's another set of, of guests that are, um, it's three generations, a grandfather, a father, and a son. And they're doing like um, like a trip back to the homeland. If their family's from Sicily. Yeah. But then there's drama amongst their family too. Like I think the, the father, the middle one is in the middle of like a divorce and the grandfather is being annoying about it and the grandson is kind of just like almost like in his own world there too yeah exploring uh, italy or whatever right but he's like i don't want to be here with my my dad or my right grandpa they're annoying right and then the last group is a couple who these are characters from the first season of oh, both of them yeah um and it's just like an, a weird kind of situation that um i think the woman is wealthy and the guy there's there's they're alluding to some mystery amongst the guy and, and what his intentions are okay but the and the funny thing is she brings her assistant on the <laughs> yeah. trip and he didn't want her there. So now the assistant's kind of like, has to be close but unseen. <laughs> 
like uh, unheard. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's pretty funny. I, I I know this actress that plays the rich lady. She's like in like Legally Blonde. She's yeah, that's um, Jennifer Coolidge. I don't have no. Uh, yeah. She's a wow. She's Stifler's mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's who that is. She's kind of funny in this, but right. it's kind of like you're laughing at her. Yeah, but she's good at it. Yeah, exactly. And then there's like some characters like that work at the resorts, and then there's other characters that quote unquote work at the resorts. Okay, work. Because <laughs> uh, there's like um, uh, these uh, two girls, one of them is like a prostitute mm-hmm. that is trying to like, you know. Um, like rich people go to these resorts. Yeah, she's trying to like, you know, make money there. Yeah. Um, but all in all, I think just the two episodes I've seen so far, I enjoy it more than the first season. Okay. So you think it's a upward trajectory on this one? You're liking it? Yeah. I like the setting. I like um, the drama that's set up already. The first season, there was drama, but um, I don't know. It didn't catch me as, as well as this one is. But you're going to keep up with it because maybe you just like Aubrey Plaza. Yeah, but I, I honestly like the other characters a lot too. Okay. Okay. I, I uh, It's easy for me to compare to like Resort though, because that's something I've watched all the way through recently. Yeah. And... This show is less, so far, the only two episodes I've seen is less so about the mystery. It's still like maybe learning about the characters right now. Right. The mystery is like um, in the back kind of thing. You just kind of remember that. Yeah. But um, it's not like the resort as far as like how funny it is. It's definitely. Yeah. I was just going to point out too. It's less um, ha-ha funny, more like cringe funny. Exactly. Laughing at the situation. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think I'm enjoying it so far. I'll keep up with it only if you're going to keep watching it though. I'm going to keep watching it. Yeah. I think it's. It's really good. Um, season one, a lot of people liked season one. It was like nominated for a bunch of yeah. Emmys. Uh, I don't think it's bad. I do recommend like people watch it if they have nothing to watch. But I'm just saying I like the setup for season two better. These like murder mystery or like mystery of what's going on. It's, uh-huh. it's all the hotness with like slight comedy bend to it. Like uh, murders in the building. Yeah. Or like, um, what's the one that's coming out now or for um, Knives Out, the second one? Oh, Knives Out. Um, it's like Is something it onion? onion, glass onion, glass onion. Yeah, that's coming out in a, like a month or so. So I think I, I like the Who Done It genre. Oh, there's um, see how they run. Yeah. I really like that movie. So I'm I'm kind of glad these things are coming out. They're kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, this White Lotus, I'll stick with it, but I don't think I'm gonna retroactively watch season one for now. What if I watch it with you? After season two. It'll yeah. have to win me over with season two before I can go back to season yeah. one, which is weird. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you don't have to watch season one. I don't think anyone it's has won, to watch it. won it. awards. But it was good. Yeah? It okay. was just not, not... For me, I like the season two better. Season one has some good actors in it, really good actors. Um, uh, what's your name? Uh, from Euphoria. Oh, yeah. Sydney Sweeney. Sweeney is in it. Steve Zahn's in it. Uh, there's a guy in it (laughs) it's it's just uh all the resort people i think i don't recognize the people that work at the resort i don't recognize them from anything uh what's her name Uh, alexander daddario's in it is that her name oh yeah 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 Yeah, she's in it they got us from the office the later seasons yeah that guy's in it yeah you got me at alexander daddario (laughs) you're gonna watch it now maybe Yeah, um, White Lotus. I do like the the second season. I'm, I'm interested in watching it. There's a new episode, uh, I think today, so I'm going to watch it later. Oh wow, okay. But um, it also it's like I wish I was at a resort. I want to be on vacation all the time. 
Watching the show, actually, I don't because these people kind of suck. <laughs> if even they go there, <laughs> maybe we could skip that. Uh, I, I've been to a resort and it is fun. And honestly, I feel like the one time I was at a resort, I didn't utilize it enough. Oh, yeah? So um, I get jealous when I watch these shows. Was there like a spa set up? Yeah. At, oh, there was? Yeah. Oh, I, that, at least I did a lot. It was a spa. <laughs> Seriously? That sounds fun. That, I've always wanted, I've gone on like work trips and like gone to hotels and like the my work pays for it. Yeah. And I always ask, is there a spa that's like included or whatever? <laughs> You're like, act like you've been somewhere. <laughs> They're like, of course there is. <laughs> of course there is. You have to pay for it though. It's not all inclusive. But yeah, um, White Lotus season two, I'm enjoying it. Okay, White Lotus. I've also been watching a show. Well, I, this is kind of runoff from October, but uh, the show called Midnight Club. It's the, oh, right. the new show from Mike Flanagan. And I really like his work on Netflix so far. I've mm-hmm. enjoyed his first two like haunting movies, Haunting on Hill House and Haunting on Bly Manor. He's a horror guy. He's a horror guy, right. So we just passed October Horror Month. It fits, right? Um, the his, his last show before this, uh, Midnight Mass, I thought was a hit. Like it was a, a notch above. Yeah. I thought it was super good. I got you to watch it. Yeah, that's the only one of his things I've watched. And it, it haunts me. It's so good, right? Yeah, like it, it's great. Um, and I know a lot of other people really enjoyed it. It was orchestrated well, told like perfect timing, I think. Like, and there, there's some nitpicks about it, like a lot of monologues, but you can enjoy it for that. Yeah, I think it was good. I think, um, and everything kind of fits together like a puzzle piece. Yeah. So it made a complex story. Because I like that so much, I was excited for this new show, Midnight Club. But like I'm watching all the trailers for it. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. There's similarities in the name and it's just not as good. <laughs> <laughs> so this this show, Midnight Club, follows uh, termini- terminally ill teenagers. And they're like oh, I've seen this. living in a hospice. <laughs> together and uh, like like this estate like in the mountains right in the, in the forest sure it's not nicholas sparks that does that? basically <laughs> it de- it's still a horror thing right? okay. there's a horror bend to it the whole idea is like they meet up at midnight like they sneak out of their bedrooms mm. and go and talk and they they tell like horror stories like campfire horror stories to each other that they make up in their heads or whatever mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of an anthology show. Like they'll oh. like cut away and like tell the story and you know, that's what we're oh, calling for each episode. This reminds me of a, an old show, but go ahead. Okay. Reminds me of a, Are You Afraid of the Dark? But <laughs> You know what? Me watching this, yeah. it recommended that show on Netflix. <laughs> so <laughs> Okay. That's like a kid's thing, right? Yeah. Like teenager It was on Nickelodeon, thing. so it's not that scary. It's kind of like watered down like that. This show, Midnight. It's watered down? Like it's not that scary. I'm not scared ever. Oh. And I want to be a little bit scared at least. Okay. So maybe it's because they're younger actors. That maybe the acting is not as great and they just, it's not as good as Midnight Club. I just am not feeling it. There's like, they'll jump into stories that they're telling of these little horror things like a serial killer story that's one of the teen. So what also happens is when they're telling the stories is the same actors will play at the roles in the stories too, right? Oh, that's kind of cool. And they'll like, like each one is like a trade-off, whatever, who's who. So it's like, there's a story where one of them is like killing off the other ones. Oh. As like they go to high school or whatever. I just, I'm not connecting with it. There, there's the overall story back at the hospice though. Yeah. That's kind of interesting. There's uh, the grounds they lived on used to be owned by a cult. Okay. And then they like prayed to some other demon or whatever. And so they're also finally like discovering that like in their basement, something's going on down there. There's like insignias and ritual work down there. Sounds they're, like um, uh, New Mutants. <laughs> Honestly, kind of, yeah. These teenagers are finding something that's dark. They're, you know. Yeah. It's a lot like that, actually. <laughs> um, 
So there, there's that. There's also um, Mike Flanagan likes to use the same actors also from his oh, right. different works, right? So there's this one character back in Midnight Mass, the nun. Oh, yeah. This lady, she's a lady of God, but in the show, she's also kind of sucks as a person. Right, yeah. So when I saw that same actress in this show, like, I'm already like, oh, you automatically she, hate her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, and she's like this sweet, sweet, nice lady on the show. Like, <laughs> I know what you're working I know, I know what you're doing. <laughs> don't, don't cross me here. But, uh, I'll, I'm, I think I'm gonna finish it just to say I did basically. How long is it? It's 10 episodes, and I finished episode six just now. And, mm. and it's been a while, so like you can imagine I'm not enjoying it because it's taking me a long time to watch it. <laughs> I, I could say, like, you're not far enough where you get, can't quit. Like, I, you could still quit. I could, yeah, <laughs> but it, <laughs> I don't know. We were because we kind of were starting to flesh out the cult storyline, which I like, is fun, okay. But so maybe I'll stick it out for that so I can just judge it for the next Mike Flanagan thing mm-hmm. but I say if you watch one more though you're past where you can quit that's where I'm at yeah. can I can I stop halfway into episode 7 <laughs> what do you let's barter here no you it's, once you start it it's like you're committed I'm stuck in there if you play okay. one more minute you have four more episodes to watch <laughs> great great I have to make it it's a big decision then I'll I'll <laughs> I'll decide next October <laughs> but I like what Mike Flanagan is doing he's he converts these like old well not old you know like novels in the 90s or 80s and makes a Netflix series on it every October oh that's what he's doing yeah yeah so um, I think the first two Haunted movies were in a series, and then these other ones are just on their own. Okay. But I don't see the connection between this and the last one still, but that's what I've been watching, Midnight Club. Less good than White Lotus, but uh, some runoff around October. For, uh, for someone that says they're not really into horror, you watch a lot of horror stuff. I, w- I was trying to like fit it in, in, in the feel the vibe of it for this last month, for just because okay. of, like I was just in the mood to watch a lot of horror things. Because you've been talking about like It and Barbarian. And, I, I watch some horror stuff. And you watch all these Flanagan stuff. I'm just a wimp. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't like horror, I just watch all of it. Yeah. <laughs> you watch the hell Hellraiser, didn't you? Yeah, I watched Hellraiser. That was kind of good. Because <laughs> I the, the old ones were too scary for me. These newer ones, even though they're gorier, yeah. it's like it's kind of funner because it's like more mythology that's the CG's better. <laughs> so it's like it's like I know this is fake. <laughs> Have you heard of um Terrifier? Oh yeah, the clown? Yeah. Another cl- uh, scary clown. Yeah. I I saw reviews on it, but I didn't watch it. I don't want I think to watch it's kinda, it. Yeah, I don't want to watch it. I'm scared. But I heard it's kind of like a cult hit. Like it's uh, just very gruesome and almost like a comedy horror. And, I think uh, so. People people like it. If that if you I think you'll like it if you know what you're getting into. I know that like section of horror. Mm-hmm. It's like maybe lower budget and actually legitimately scary. Yeah. I don't I think it's not my vibe. I like this. You, you don't know, like legitimately scary. I like this main mainstream you know just horror with the lights on yeah 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 that's that's what i like <laughs> i don't like any horror so i'm not watching them I'm, I'm definitely not watching terrifying i heard that's also like the there's like a second one now yeah i heard it's like super long it's like this oh, is really? maybe, it's good but too much okay yeah i'm not i'm not watching those uh i'm back i also watched a little bit of Curiosity, uh, Cabinet of Curiosities with a uh, is that horror? Yeah, Guillermo del Toro's oh, okay. new series on Netflix. I watched like two episodes of it. I think I'm gonna stop here with that too. <laughs> it's another anthology show. All right, and it has a lot of characters from like old America, like like the turn like Civil 1900s, War? like 1900s or something okay. like that. And so they're like back in top- the 1900s. Yeah. <laughs> Like early, like twenty-two years ago, nineteen hundreds, like like nineteen tens or whatever, like that. In there, 
They're talking like they're like newspaper salesmen or something. I can't get into it. It's too distracting, <laughs> you know? So I'll, I'll stop there, I think. There's some other actors on there that are interesting. Though. Like Dan Stevens is on one of the movies oh, yeah. or, you know, series. Um, Rupert Grint is on it. Okay. So it's some some actors that are, he's he's working with. Apparently, it's like a lot of like directors. Uh-huh. They direct one episode and then he's like the overall like Oh, lead. that's kind of cool. He's hosting it too. Like he likes enter every episode. Like wow. like Twilight Zone, yeah. But his accent is m- like messing up the vibe. Oh, uh, you, you get thrown off. Yeah, this is my cabinet. I'm <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's not working. But uh, yeah, that's been I've been watching those just, two. Just things. watch season one of White Lotus. I think I'm gonna watch uh, Afraid of the Dark first. Is that what it was called? Oh yeah, we will watch that. Yeah, that's more my vibe. That's like a Goosebumps kind of kind uh, of vibe. Don't get me started on Goosebumps. That's genuinely scary. <laughs> okay, never mind. Have you seen that. the one where the mask gets stuck to her face? Yeah, that's the one that everyone sees, right? There's one where like um, I think it's called like Say Cheese or something like that with oh. the camera. If it takes a picture of you, you're you die or something like that, <laughs> or something like that. Or, yeah, you know, I forgot what it was. Some, some crap. I don't know. Yeah, so, someone dies. I don't know. Okay. The scary one was like the puppet one. There's like a puppet one. Yeah. You know, that's like one of my biggest fears. Like top five biggest fears for me. Right. Talking puppets. Yeah. Remember um, Toy Story 4? There's a bunch of them. Um, yeah. <laughs> Genuinely, how messed up are you, Pixar? Come on. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, we can we can uh, leave this horror stuff behind us for a full year. Maybe okay, it's, it's, it's my vibe right now. Right, let's get into the like uh, holiday season. Let's now. do it. Yeah, <laughs> here comes Santa Claus. All right, uh, guys, thank you for tuning in. If you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. Just search us in your podcast app and hit that follow button. And like we said earlier, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the Reader Copy Podcast. That's the two of us. See you over there. All right, um, we're gonna go on a short uh, hiatus next week. So we're going to be posting a a reprint, but we'll be back soon thereafter. And um, yeah, we'll see you guys then. Uh, Until then, Daniel, could you hit him with the outro? If you like what we had to say about the movie, go and watch it. I'm going to watch it again. I think I am too. All right. See you guys.